Excuse me, Cody. What? Co Cody, obviously a very uh, emotional night for you. Do you have any parting words for the WWE Universe? <laughs> for parting words? Yeah, sure. Randy Orton beat me fair and square. That's what happened. He was the better man. I lost. That happens. It was that damn stipulation. If I lose, I'm fired. My job, my dream. I shouldn't be surprised because for over two decades, for over two decades, the McMahons have hated the roads. My dad set Florida on fire. He was a Hall of Famer. He shows up here. They put him in polka dots and they make him dance. My brother was a second generation stud, the natural, and I loved him. And they put him in gold paint and he has never been the same. Uh, Cody, Cody. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what you all think I'm going to do, which is just pull his mouth. <laughs> well, let me just, let me just say, as I ease out of the office, I helped build. I'm sorry, but it's a fact. If anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real, and fun and inspiring in this God-forsaken business, and we will do it together. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Now I leave Raw. So tonight, it's the farewell of Jericho. Say goodbye, man! <laughs>and my name is Joey. And this is episode 126 of the Wrestling House Show, which you can find on cnjradio.com. We're going to talk about AEW, Double or Nothing. We're going to talk about Money in the Bank. We're going to talk about four weeks of the best matches from WWE TV. So yeah, we got a lot to get into tonight. Yeah, let's do it. You got anything you want to get off your chest at the start <laughs> of the show, Chris? Yeah, so part of my watching new japan more is i want to enjoy when i watch wrestling and i was watching because i was watching like i said the best of the super juniors it was 15 nights over the course of like two and a half maybe three weeks there were only a couple days gaps yeah. in there and did, did i put you up to this i feel like i might have no like because there was some really bad programming going on in the wwe man yeah. roster and you were like well super juniors coming up and i'm like you should do that. You do it. You did it last year. Do it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I didn't so. actually get to see all the juniors last year. Okay. It, um, I saw. I tried to watch as much as I could. Okay. Because it's it's a commitment to do it. Sure. And yeah. for you saw me for yeah. like two weeks. I would go to work, get home, watch juniors, go to sleep, go back to work. Like yeah. that was what I did for like two weeks. You're averaging like a show a day. You would you would just yeah. watch it top to bottom, or would you do like half yeah. of a show? Or go back into it? Would you just watch one a I day? I try to do one a day. Yeah, they're, they're about three-hour shows each night. So okay. it was a bunch, but it was worth it. It was great. That's not the rant. The rant that I want to get to 
I don't know. I don't really have a rant that I want. Do you have anything you want to get off your chest um, before we get into the good stuff? Can I just say without going too much down a rabbit hole that the wild card thing is stupid and terrible? Yeah, yeah. I guess we should talk about that because that—that's really. I mean, I don't. I think anybody that would listen to this would know the wild card rule is stupid. Yeah, it's unfair to the mid carters and yeah. under carters. Yeah, and once again, it's very stupid. <laughs> you said it's, that three times now. I yeah, know. <laughs> it's kind of like the powers that be where we work. Yeah. that schedule certain things in a certain way and you're like wow you really should not have a job right and that's what the wild card feels like <laughs> yeah because the wild card did we mentioned it on the last one because it had happened by the time we recorded it yeah. but it was the first full week in may when the wild card thing mm-hmm. on raw was debuted in that stupid segment where reigns posted on twitter that he was going to show up to raw and wwe issued a i'm doing finger quotes in the mm-hmm. room here the official announce or proclamation that Roman Reigns will not be on Raw, and then he shows up anyway, of course. And the wild card rule is basically an excuse to get Roman Reigns on every single show. Yes. That's what it's been. Um, Charlotte on most shows at this point now. And Even, to be fair, Becky on both shows. Yeah, too. but she's the Raw champ. She yeah, okay, double champion yeah, at the time she was. She was. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into that later too. Yeah, and. I mean, I don't mind seeing Kofi Kingston on every show. He hasn't been these last few weeks so much. But in the first part, yeah, he was on every show too. And But to be fair, I don't need to see him on every single show. Yeah. Once a week is fine. I miss Shinsuke Nakamura. I missed Rusev. I miss Oh, all they that. still work there? Cedric Alexander. I <laughs> have not, Chris, I have not seen Cedric Alexander yeah. wrestle on Raw since he got drafted to right. raw yeah. you know when i've seen him i saw him slide on his butt on a ramp to chase a belt yeah that means nothing yeah. that no sane person would want yeah you know what we're talking about we'll we get to that ha- are we do we have to well yeah i mean we can just <laughs> encompass it in this because i think it's actually related to me how with the wild card the breaking down of the brand yeah. extension but yeah there's no brand extension anymore yeah first of all the brand extension is dead until other notice you yeah know, it's just it's just dead but you mentioned cedric he has been on raw at least twice that i can think of but you watch the hulu version so you didn't get to see it he wrestled mm-hmm. Cesaro. no i maybe just once because uh, he lost to cesaro in one of the, like the second or third week after the shakeup and that's other than that he's been on main event whenever he's been on tv quote doing finger quotes again tv because okay. i don't know where that airs besides delay on the network all right, Chris, I'm making it official on this show right now. I am still a committed co-host to the Wrestling House Show. That being said, I am quitting Raw. Okay. I am going to stop watching it. I'm going to replace it with Main Event officially. Okay. Because that way I can kill two birds with one stone. I'm still going to see more wrestling by sticking to Main Event, I feel. Yeah. Versus watching a Hulu version. I Honestly, if I was watching the three-hour Raw version, I would still cut it out. Actually, maybe the undercard wrestling might keep me in. But as of right now, in my watchings, I'm going to use Hulu to my advantage okay. instead of my disadvantage right. and watch main event. I'm cutting out Raw. And I did discuss this with you uh, backstage yeah. before the show. Yeah. And you said, well, the last time, and because I asked you, it's the last time that we can recall off the top of our heads that Raw made match of the week was when Seth Rollins ran the gauntlet. Yeah. Per our memory. There yeah. could be something else besides that. But I feel like we're a talking, Balor match or... Sure, yeah, maybe. But, yeah. but we're talking what? That's two matches in yeah. one year. Yeah. So 
per what we like to do here on the show, our main idea as far as, you know, you know, giving an award out to the match of the week slash match of the month and to matches of the year. Raw is not going to really play a factor in how I conduct myself as a co-host and broadcast journalist for the Wrestling House Show. Don't say broadcast journalist. Yes. But yes, I yeah, that that's fair. I'm going to have to watch it because I'm a stupid nerd, a glutton for punishment, and I, I'm one of those completionists where I would... It would bug me if I didn't. Even as long though, as you admit it. Yeah. I might go back and just start watching old Raws again on the network. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna. I'm on season two right now still, so I'm yeah. gonna just keep that back. I'll be back to Nitro and Raw. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Raw right now is dead to me. It, maybe I'll get back into it in the fall, whenever uh, if the brand extensions start mattering again. Yeah, might be able to sell me back on it. You'd have to. Re- you're gonna have to report back to me, Chris. Yeah, I, appre- I appreciate your completedism. I'm not saying you're stupid. You said you were stupid. I don't agree with that. But nerdy, okay, sure, maybe, and we we can smell our own. I, I'm not just saying that to be outlandish. I'm, you know, I'm truly not yeah. watching it. I have missed the last two Raws. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. I yeah. If you point I, out something, I'll watch it. If I wasn't, if I didn't do the show, and didn't do the stuff on the website, I would have given it up back in November probably. The best thing on Raw, I think we can agree, has been the Firefly Funhouse. Guess yeah, what? But it's on SmackDown, too. They rerun it on yeah. SmackDown, and without the crowd. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so it's a better version, actually. The, the <laughs> right. one on SmackDown is better. Yeah. So SmackDown's just the better show. It is. It, after the shakeup and the wild card rule, it's become less good than it used to be, because they've kind of poisoned the the water or i guess by with the shakeup because reigns is on every show <laughs> he opens every show shane is all over smackdown and now it's reigns and shane in the same thing you remember like Miz shows up now he's still on smackdown you remember like three four years ago we were happy to have shane right. back yeah. and now he's like in the it, top three much. of people i want gone it's, yeah I, I need him gone it's too much and yeah. this i don't care about the stuff that he does and for some I, reason the part-time boss is like one of the best wrestlers in the company like yeah. question mark yeah because oh, there yeah, was, a, there was can... a certain show overseas that we didn't watch that apparently he was like countering all of reigns moves and yeah. just like beat him yeah i heard he beat roman reigns yeah. this last uh, weekend as yeah. of this recording yeah so yeah further further proof of that yeah. and he beat one of the great tag team wrestlers of all time clean yeah so yeah, I guess he must be. <laughs> I'm talking about one of the Usos, by the way. Yeah, it's like the I'm not gonna get off okay. on the chain, but yeah, that's all. The, the thing about like the best in the world, and it was a joke to begin with because he was the last minute replacement. I hate mm. it when they take these joke things and they turn them into actual real things, and WWE does that all the time. Like the People's Champ, The Rock, that was a joke. Like it was meant to annoy people, mm-hmm. and then it became the the thing that he was, yeah. and there was never that transition. It just was like. You repeat it enough, and then people start to, well, WWE yeah. starts to buy into it and expects us yeah. to buy into it as well. You want to know one of my favorite things? It was kind of a rib. It, mm. it did actually start off with good intentions, but it became a rib, is uh, Vicky Guerrero as the GM. Yeah. Like, that was a joke. Yeah. And you know it was meant to be one. Yeah. But man, that turned into something Yeah, but she, she grew into that. She so, did. Yeah. And she was great. One of yeah. the great GMs of all time. Yeah. Even Jericho said he was jealous of the heat she had. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the first time I remember someone getting booed so loudly that they couldn't do their thing in the ring. Yeah. That was the first time was her. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that I could remember. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, this is a joke. Raw's a joke. The Shane stuff is a joke. Uh, I, I just, I, this is unjustifiable. And you're putting out these bad shows, once again, yeah. while you've got 
uh, somebody, uh, another company in the wings that is it got all the momentum. Yeah. And like I said, I guess they're just going to, and I'm obviously giving them the benefit of a doubt that they might start growing their brain back again by the fall. At this rate, I don't see it. I, yeah, I don't, well, because the wild card thing was reportedly a reaction to Fox saying that they didn't want to have, like, half the roster or whatever. I don't know how true that is or not. I, yeah, no one knows about what that yeah. is, because... I feel like that's blaming them for mistakes that WWE is making. Yeah, the narrative of this rumor has changed twice now yeah. since the Fox deal was announced. First, it turned into Fox wants a specific exclusive roster and no matter what they don't want anybody from raw on smackdown so that goes completely against the idea of what we initially heard and now we're hearing something else no one knows this is one of those things that i think actually is really tight-knit and someone's just so desperate to figure out the combination i think people are just making stuff up yeah this is the case where they'll they'll say anything a lot of these rumors you read on dirt sheets do turn out to be true this one this is all speculation yeah yeah and it's it, it just adds I actually wish they wouldn't talk about it because it almost makes the wild card pseudo fascinating on paper mm. when it's anything but an execution. Well, yeah, because the wild. I'm not going to talk about the wild card rule for the whole show. I just need to say some things that I I was keeping track of how many like which shows they were breaking and by how many. Yeah. But since it at, happened at, at Hal Show on Twitter, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but it happened every single show from the first show. They broke it on the show that they announced it. Because they had to change the rule halfway through the show, the announcers were like, oh, that one doesn't count. Because they think we're stupid. Yeah, because Vince was like three people, but then like four people showed up and say, oh, well, that doesn't count. We're starting next week. (laughs) And then at one point, SmackDown had like six Raw people on their show. So, and But it's they've broken it pretty much every single week. And with the wildcard rule combined, let's just go ahead and talk about the 24-7 title real quick. Oof. I see potential for funness with it. Having our truth yeah. carry that thing is we're, a lot of fun. We're we're old marks for yeah. the hardcore title, yeah. and this is basically what the hardcore title turned into. It, yeah, it was less of a hardcore title, right. and it became the comedy title. It, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, there is a limited shelf life for this. Eventually, yeah. you're gonna have to stop doing that. Someone's gonna, gonna have, burn it in effigy. It maybe you have to. You're gonna have to, or put it on someone like Strowman or someone big that no one wants to chase. <laughs> Um, but it's further wild card rule combined with the 24-7 thing is the further breaking down of the brand extension because you have all these people it doesn't matter what show they're on because they're always going to show up to everything and talking about initiating something and breaking the rules immediately the segment where Mick Foley comes out he reveals the ugly clock green title it's, it's terrible like you cannot defend it it's terrible it looks stupid it's like they pulled that out of the Dr. Yeah. Pepper museum I, I, right. <laughs> I felt really bad for Foley like, yeah. he tried his best but he even looked he miserable didn't, out he did there. not look like he was having a good time and what a tepid reaction yeah rightfully so but breaking their rules as soon as they come out of whoever's mouth is talking about them Mick Foley said that the 24 title, 24-7 title will be defended at it or up for grabs at any time as long as a referee is present. Mm-hmm. They initiate the scramble match. There is no referee in the scramble match. The first match, the initial champion, there was no referee, even though the title is supposed to be up for grabs whenever a referee is present. It was under ladder match slash king of the mountain rules. Yeah, it was just first to grab it. it was, it's I called it... It's. It's the it's an actual tag belt. 
in the sense of it was a game of tag almost. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like did so, somebody watch that tag movie? Be like, I got an idea. Maybe, like that's where they're that's what their writers are like. Like but, so yeah. hacky. That's it's just like don't make rules if you're gonna break them. They I've complained for years about WWE not explaining rules well mm. enough because if you explain rules well and you enforce them, then it makes it more tense in matches when you. It just makes it better if we know simple rules that are enforced. But when you make it to be whatever you want it to be, it doesn't matter to us because they can do anything they want, and they do do anything they want. Yeah, you said do do, but that's apropos. Uh, by the way, I would still hate it, but I would love the respect of being able to call it something like the twenty four seven crash title or just yeah. the crash title. Yeah, out of respect to Crash Holly. Yeah, because that was his title. Yeah, uh, he uh, he actually is the guy that invented 24-7 on television. In the canon of WWE storyline, yeah. he created the 24-7 rule. Yeah. So that's why this truly is his belt. Yeah. He wrote this, in a sense. Yeah. But that being said, it would be really nice if they could have done that. But they didn't. But they didn't. Um, that's but all yeah. i got to say about it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I see potential for fun segments. And yeah, R-Truth holding it for however long he's held it at this point, off and on. It's fun, but it's growing stale already. Like, I don't care anymore about just seeing him being chased in the back. Yeah, so and at least the good thing for Truth is he's had a title or two to brag about yeah. at some point in the company. This is now Elias's first singles championship. Yeah, they mentioned that when he won it from him, yeah. So, that's yay Elias. Yeah. I mean, I used to say, like, I'm kind of jealous of Elias. If I had to be one pro wrestler right now, I'd want to be Elias. Yeah. You know why? He's going to have a, the longest career out of any of them. He will have the longest career. He has the easiest job on the main roster right, right now. Hands down. Yeah, yeah. And I love him for it. Like, what he did, I'm going to jump a little ahead. Just, we'll talk about it a little bit later, too. But what he did at Money in the Bank. What an easy payday that was. Yeah. And just what he normally does. Yeah. That he doesn't have to do any more than that. You know, even like old guys are like, man, you got it made, son. But, man, there's the uh, negative right there. Yeah. He's going to have to say, wow, my first title was the 24-7 title. Because he should definitely have some sort of weird stranglehold on like the U.S. or Intercontinental title right now. Like I said, like a, like the Hockey yeah. Talk man did. Yeah. Uh, and not just because of the guitar thing. But, yeah, just, I feel bad that that's his, uh, yeah. that's his first title. Yeah. Oh. Not even a tag title or something. God. All right. Let's get out of this. Let's get into some positivity. Let's talk about real wrestling in WWE. Because they actually do that in their (laughs) part-time. Right. Especially during the middle of the week. Yeah. I've said this a billion times. So anybody, this is your first episode of the Wrestling House Show. uh, You sound like, wow, you guys don't even sound like your fans anymore. Well, of certain things, we're not. Uh, But if you want to remain a fan of pro wrestling... Stick to Tuesday and Wednesdays on the WWE Network. You get a nice three for uh, great wrestling shows. 205 Live, NXT, and NXT UK. And you can watch all three of them in less time than it would take to watch Raw and SmackDown. I mean, right there. Yeah. I mean, especially like Raw. I think yeah. I feel like, yeah. It's like it's Raw with, with commercials. Minus commercials, it's like 215 or so. Yeah, I mean... And it's the best stuff. And we've been doing this match of the week bit for a while now. And those are the shows that consistently win. Yeah. So if you like pure wrestling, if you're one of those, if you're a new, like, I'm going to follow that AEW thing, stick with the network, man. I'm not canceling. 
because yeah. I'm I I must watch both NXTs and 205. Yeah. If I never do anything else with WWE, yeah. I will continue to talk about these shows. Yeah. I don't see them getting bad. Yeah. So that's and, how you stay on the positive train. And honestly, there's a lot of good stuff in their pay-per-views. Sure. Not the super shows, the overseas stuff that <laughs> really honestly even like morally or politically or whatever your stance on them is the the shows just don't matter they're glorified house shows they do not matter but they're normal pay-per-views there's usually a lot of good stuff that comes out of those and even though the australia show was fun it didn't mean anything either yeah yeah. you know and besides like buddy murphy he won sure other than that there's some containment there (laughs) yeah it's very self-contained yeah Yeah. so we're going to get into matches of the week for may and then we're going to talk about money in the bank we're going to talk about double or nothing eyewitness and uh house show version that's gonna be fun yes because yeah we'll get into that so we got a lot of fun positive wrestling stuff to talk about let's kick it off with the first week of may or at least the first proper week of may where there wasn't any kind of april yeah Yeah, first full week thank you thank you chris (laughs) and i i gotta say it was down to two great matches uh originally like you know watching 205 live i'm like man that main event super solid and it's really cool to see that you know, I thought it was one of those things where they were going to start sleeping on him and have him be a mechanic and put guys over. But Akira Tozawa, on a roll right now, he's really having a good year. Like, even yeah. he was contending at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And it hasn't really uh, fell off at no. all. And he is on a roll. And it's just really nice to see because he's one of the good ones. Yeah. Nice guy, too. Yeah. And just him having this success in 205. And he was taking on Mike Kanellis, and I really thought that Canellis was going to go over on this one because I you know I just feel like any day Canellis is going to leave that company cuz they didn't have anything for him on the main roster. Yeah. They moved him on to 205 which I was very excited about initially. Yeah. But he hasn't really gone anywhere. He hasn't moved up the card at all. Yeah. In a sense of like win losses. Sure. If you if if win losses count right. at least in 205 then Mike Canellis is proving to be kind of a bust. And it's sad because I like the guy. I mean, he's still in the middle of, of his story. He got a pretty decent win within the past week or so. Okay. Um, but yeah, time will tell if that's going to be sustainable or sustained, yeah. I should say. But had a super entertaining no disqualification match against Akira yeah. Tozawa. And then when I saw that, I'm like, well, that one's going to win this week. Yeah, because Tozawa is like the master of the no DQ slash street fight because he had the one with... Uh, Brian Kendrick, one of the early 205 Live matches that mm-hmm. I was like, they are really good at feud-ending matches, because that was one yeah. that I, that stood out really, really well, and I still remember it really well. He uh, had another one. Was it with Davari? I can't remember I, who it was I with. I think so. Yeah, that it's, it seems so long ago. Yeah. Anything pre-Drake Maverick, I'm having a hard yeah. time remembering. However... And then I, the, that tag team street fight, and then now this one. So I love how... Brian Kendrick really was the only guy that needed to hype this match yeah. to make it happen. It was literally like the backstage thing. And them also just kind of in that promo going, wow, you really dug a grave here, uh, yeah. Canellis, because yeah. uh, I know what this guy can do in an ODQ, and yeah. good luck to you. Yeah. And it was just good business. Yeah. Uh, good match. But then NXT happened. And usually in that two or three week stretch prior to any takeover, not that they're not good shows. But they definitely seem, it's one of those, like, you know, they obviously taped the whole month that night. Yeah. Because we're going to make the card on that show. Yeah. 
and everything seems to be kind of going at a fast pace. They don't have long matches. They make sure no one's going to be injured, and I get that. Yeah. Uh, but every, anytime they can surprise me with something like this, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And we'll talk more about the ramifications of the actual who won and who lost in this match. However, Matt Riddle taking on Adam Cole. It's real good. Oof. If I was booking this, I don't know how I would have gone about it. I think they did it in the smartest possible way. Yeah. Because nobody could come out of this looking bad. Right. And good excuse right there. Yeah. Uh, I will, without spoiling the match, obviously, I'm going to say right there, that is the match of the week. For Matt, sure. Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole. NXT, was it on the 8th or the 9th? 8th. Yeah. Uh, 8th of May. And they're doing that thing where it looks like Roderick Strong is going to get ousted from the Undisputed Era. Yeah. Which makes me sad. It, it would be fine if they continued on yeah. with Cole, Fish, and O'Reilly, the original CFO. But they're going I, I back would, and forth, though. But I would miss Roderick. Yeah. But the thing is, they already paid it off prior to TakeOver now, because this is all contained within the month. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, Roderick Strong basically like, made up for any transgressions he had with hurting Adam Cole's matches. Yeah. And he went and, you know, beat up some guy and there's a doll yeah. good, right? Yeah. You know, I think it was Riddle actually. Was, yeah, yeah. That's what prompted. He brought a bloody flip flop over to the guys. Yeah. So there's that whole thing. And I was just like, Oh, then, okay. They never really paid that off with Riddle. He was, cause I think that if they, if they asked him about it, he was like, yeah, it's, I'm fine. And that was it. So. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Gargano and Alistair. No. It definitely wasn't that, even though it yeah. seemed like it would have been like that. It seemed like, like it was worse. You got blood. It's like, this is odd. So you got his murder weapon right here. Yeah. We're playing Clue now. <laughs> but I, I thought it was weird that they wouldn't pay off the strong thing at TakeOver. But I guess with the way the match went now yeah. that I know this, yeah. and we'll talk about this more on the next episode, I was like, oh, okay, I see why they did that. But it would have made all the sense it would have been classic heel wrestling for mm -hmm. them to have, have Strong be a question mark going into the pay-per-view. Yeah. And then being like he actually helps Adam Cole potentially win the title. And yeah. then everything is all good. Yeah. That's what I really thought they were going to go. But I guess since I thought of it, it's not the best booking. Well, I don't know that that's true the way you said that. But they maybe they thought that people would think that and that's why they didn't do it yeah so yeah. they they outsmarted me and i'm actually kind of glad they did <laughs> yeah uh but yeah i say all that to say watch that match <laughs> yeah and i like that episode too we saw the return of uh, riddick moss which is not necessarily the good thing no. <laughs> but the good thing well the the simon dean gimmick that he has now yeah. but the good thing about that was raul mendoza got a win like he beat i'm spoiling that one because yeah no it's fine it's it's not a, I mean, it's a good match because yeah. I like Raul Mendoza. It's a nice little match. I actually really like Raul Mendoza, yeah. so I was really happy that he got that win. Yeah, it was it was kind of considered an upset the way they brought Moss in. He got yeah. mic time, and yeah. it was like a big. It was a big. Re they were making a big return and a big to do out of yeah. it in a sense, even though it was in the middle of the show. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love that bait and switch of yeah, Raul winning because Raul was going to be a better hand for that company than Riddick Moss. I'm for sorry, sure. yeah. I've seen what he can do. It's just okay. Yeah. Yeah, Riddick Moss would have worked in 06. Yeah. Like, we're talking yeah. like a little bit over a decade yeah. ago. Riddick Moss is a man out of time right now. Him and Sabatelli. Like, yeah. they'd have been a great tag team in that weird dark days of SmackDown. They might have actually gotten a few wins here sure. and there. But I, I think that their their time has passed, honestly. Yeah. As far as the kind of wrestling that they do and the kind of personalities they seem to be going for. Sure. Just doesn't work now. 
evolution will catch up to them we'll see (laughs) but uh yeah and there was nothing really bad about uh nxt uk they had some fine matches uh they did that whole run of shows out in scotland yeah crowds are real good for them yeah they're still ongoing yeah, yeah, yeah as, like, as we speak they must have done like at least two or three nights out there it was two nights <laughs> but like each night is like three or three episodes usually so i keep track of the which show is which so yeah, yeah. I, I did want to talk a little bit about the building up to the fatal four-way number one contender yeah because that started that first week exactly so uh we haven't actually gotten to the payoff at least for this episode that'll be on the first week of june so yeah. it's not on this episode yeah but right off the bat, I actually, speaking of booking, I actually questioned the in the Joe Coffey Flash Morgan Webster match. Now, yeah. obviously, Gallus is over like a million bucks in Scotland sure. for the obvious reason. Yeah. I really wish they would have gone with Flash Morgan Webster upsetting Joe Coffey. And then uh, to the other side of that, the fact that Wolfgang was going to be in one of the contender matches. I would like Wolfgang, and this is going to sound crazy. I love Dave Mastiff. I think yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. I would love to see him against Walter. Oh, God, I would love yeah. to see that. But maybe not pay it off yet. Yeah. I think Wolfgang's the better idea to put in that fatal four-way match. Yeah. Plus, he hasn't had a shot yet. Yeah, Wolfgang is very much the third out of three in Gallus. I, I don't and get that either. I, yeah. He's, he, he's more of a name going into the series. Yeah, it felt like him joining them initially to me it felt odd because he was a likable guy and he joined this like super heel team yeah and then he was just he loses a lot and he because he has a really cool style because he's this big giant dude and he can do the the swanton bomb and things like that but he's still a bruiser at the same time i like the idea of him being gallus's enforcer i really do but he's they've kind of made him lost in the shuffle i think he should be in the fatal four-way and I, I, I'm a Flash Morgan Webster mark. I, I wish he'd yeah, be in the match. Uh, Joe's had his chance. He'll probably get another one down the road, but put, I just yeah. like the idea of giving it to someone else. And put like the that. Coffee Brothers together and, and have them in the tag division. Yeah. I, I like that team better than Wolfgang and Mark Coffee. Yeah, like, it's got a switch, but yeah. I guess Joe's the alpha, so it's just the yeah. way it's going to be for yeah. right now at least. So, But, but that, that's all the... Uh, I'm. That being said, I'm really enjoying UK. Yeah. And... We're going to talk about this more towards the end of these matches of the week, but man, the direction they're going in, we're going to have a really good summer yeah. in the UK. And I liked, yeah, because everything's building up. They're bringing in more women, more like higher profile as well, but they're also building up the ones that have been there. And I really do enjoy these shows from Scotland because it is like this weird, bizarro world for UK because <laughs> yeah. everyone, they're cheering all the guys that are, I guess a lot of the Scottish guys are heels yeah. in the company I mean, like looking at them you yeah know? um so, so yeah it was it's really cool i hope they brought enough gala shirts for that event right because yeah. <laughs> i guarantee they probably sold out yeah. all right let's get on to week two of may I, I thought most of the shows even like smackdown was a pretty good show it, yeah it had a it, weird ending you know and raw kind of was thing. like way better than the first week the first and the fourth week in may of raw were the pits like they were bad so like real bad the bread was moldy as you yeah say. <laughs> but the ones in between maybe by comparison but i didn't hate them all the way through all so right. or at least i wasn't bored all the way through there was some good stuff something that you didn't see which was ray versus cesaro <laughs> on that raw it wasn't like a long match but it was sounds, i liked it sounds really good yeah. and nikki, nikki cross is getting some screen time now oh so nice have you, you've seen, well, you had I... to have seen her with alexa I did see her stuff with Alexa. Yeah. I really enjoyed that they kind of had her originally as like she was going to be the Ed McMahon or yeah. Andy Richter, depending on your age. 
Uh, oh of, yeah, that was funny. Of a moment of bliss, yeah. but then like when it was time for her to give the chair up, she just kind of leaned on Alexa's shoulder, yeah. like shadow ghosting <laughs> yeah. her. I was thoroughly entertained by that, and of course she got wind up getting the spot in Alexa's place for the yeah. ladder match. Uh, they're really just, they're, at least creatively, they're figuring out Alexa still while they still figure out if she. You think she's done? You think that she's going to have to eventually retire? Because I, I don't think she's going to have a whole lot more more matches in her. So sad, like just she's gonna wind up being like this amazing flame that burned out too yeah, fast because yeah. she was she already won both titles yeah and she I mean, was just like a Paige, standout like, yeah it sucks, a, but... i mean maybe uh maybe things will change i mean daniel but yeah know, there's, i, I hope there's so the, for daniel bryan and Shawn michaels i mean yeah. alexa i think is that good and as far as a female superstar i i hope maybe someday that she'll get another shot at it yeah but, She's going to be a great personality. She's going to wind up being the Bobby Heenan of female superstars. Yeah. Like, is there going to be a better heel manager for women yeah. than her? No. No, not at all. I just wish they wouldn't recycle stories. Like, this whole Nikki mm, and Alexa thing is the Nia Jax thing again. I understand all that, yeah. but I which think is, they're grasping at the str- Mickey James thing. And sure. Like, it's, it's the same thing over and over again. But they're grasping at straws to yeah. get her on TV. And, so. like, I. Super happy that Nikki Cross is getting matches. Yeah. But her backstage persona doesn't match her in-ring persona, and it feels real weird. It's like she's going for real life. Yeah. And then, like, okay, I play this character on TV. Yeah. Like, it's that, like that is weird, It makes it? it seem like she's playing a character when she's in the ring. Yeah. Eric Young is on Raw. Like, you could is put he? Her, yeah, you could put her with Eric Young, so, but I guess that's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, if the rumor mill is true, then Killian's going back to NXT. Which we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, negatives and positives and the perception versus the reality of going back to NXT because that's going to be an issue here later on the show. And apparently, a little tease for next episode, it looks like uh, Alexander Wolfe will be on NXT UK. So they're all spread out now. They're the greatest factions that they put together. They could never figure out. They couldn't figure it out, which is proof freaking positive. Okay, one real quick negative rant here. You can't tell me that Vince McMahon watched any of those war game matches. Yeah. You can't convince me on that. Yeah. Because if he did, then Killian Dane would be contending for a world title right now. Right. There's no other excuse. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Insanity is no more. It's fucking sad, yeah. man. All right. Back to the positivity. Second week. <laughs> uh, in, in the first week, NXT. Regular NXT. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, the the show was very strange. That was a weird show. That's one of the weirder, I, I have to say, least favorite episodes of NXT I, ever. There for me. was yeah, I liked the Kushida versus Kona Reeves match. It wasn't even Kushida's best match since he's been there. Yeah, but Kushida's good in every. You match. knew he was going to destroy him, so that, yeah. that's why wrestling talent. Okay, nothing's bad about it, but just that show was just. It probably took 20 minutes to film that in the live crowd. It's the thing, because the War Raiders, I think they had officially changed, stopped calling them the War Raiders by that show, which, stupid, like, they're treating them separate, so just leave them separate. Yeah. But they came out to give up the titles at the beginning of the show, 
because they were like, oh, there's no one that can beat us here. And then the Street Profits come out, and we talked about the match that the Street Profits had where they could have and probably should have beaten the War Raiders yep. on NXT a few weeks prior. Yep. So they decide to have a title match at the end of the night, but then it's ruined in like two minutes by the, the forgotten guys. and <laughs> the, DOA? Yeah. <laughs> DOA's of anarchy? Right. Experience? So it's it's similar to like when they promised us a title for title on the Raw after Mania, we did not expect it and we didn't even ask for it, but they were going to give it to us and then they took it away. It's the same thing. And the War Raiders end up just giving up anyway and vacating the titles. And I, I have a problem with that. Yeah, I, it made it a nothing thing. Like, yeah, none of it mattered. I Because NXT usually does things really, really well, but I thought that was in, supremely stupid. Like, unless Vince was like, you can't beat the War Raiders, yeah. that's the only thing that's, I can think of why they I, would do that. Because every other champ pretty much has dropped the title before they move up. Yeah, they do the right Asuka thing. Asuka didn't, but she was injured, so she just had yeah. to vacate it because she couldn't wrestle. I said she should be the lone person in the history of that company that does that, but now, yeah. it won't, now that won't be. So, to me, that, like, hurts everybody that we just mentioned right there. Yeah. So, in a weird way, that hurts Asuka. It, oh, it, I, see what you're saying. I, yeah. I think it's disrespectful. Those yeah. things that obviously are not considered when they make these kind of rash yeah. decisions, and they are rash decisions. Yeah. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. It's just, oh, I feel bad for Hunter. I yeah. feel like a lot of these decisions that have been made this week have cut his balls off. Yeah, and you know, yeah, they're putting me in a position to feel bad for Hunter. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So on principle, I'm going to say this is the worst episode of NXT ever. Ever, I'm not going to go that far. In recent memory, yeah, I'll say that. But we are on the positive because we're in the midweek. Uh, 205 was really good. They were in the UK for this week. Yes. And Legero had a double header on this week. Ooh, he, did he ever? From 205 Live, he wrestled Tony Nice. And on NXT UK, which wasn't the same week because it was recorded earlier, but he wrestled uh, Jordan Devlin. And Both of really those, good matches. That was one of those fatal four-way contender matches yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, and I enjoyed both of the NXTs. I love it when the main roster, and then by default, that means 205 is in England. They yeah. bring in some NXT UK people. Yeah, that's always they, fun. They had a fun four-way. Jack Gallagher, Mark Andrews, James Drake, and Humberto Carrillo. Yes. Had a really, really, really good match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just going to say it because we're going to talk about him a lot for the rest of this episode. Uh, I'm going to do a little thing here. Match guy of the month. Uh, it's a little loose award I'm going to give out. If it, if it deems worthy. Or match person of the month, I should probably say. Yeah, yeah. Jack Gallagher is hauling it on this month. Yeah. Uh, so this was the month of Jack Gallagher for me. Every yeah. time he was on television, it was great. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw, Jack Gallagher owned the month of May, in my opinion. He made, he made it so exciting and positive for me to watch wrestling. So... Yeah. I would shake that gentleman's hand if I had the chance and say thank you, even just for the month of May. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the thing that I do if I ever get a chance to meet him. Like, may, thank you for May 2019. <laughs> thank you for May 2019, because he was everywhere, it seemed. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, even though the taping is lined up, he winds up in NXT UK. I want to talk about that later. Yeah. Okay, but yes, thank you, Jack Gallagher. But yeah, Legero. The, the 205 side of Legero, mm-hmm. where they just randomly book him against Tony Nese. Yeah. Do you think they've ever wrestled each other before? I like, feel it, like maybe in the Indies, but who knows? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I feel yeah. like Legero didn't really make much of a mark in America at all. Uh, no, but, but Tony Nese could have gone Tony Nese could have gone over there. I'd love to see that if it happened. They had 
the best match of the week. Yeah, uh, for sure. I don't even remember if it was title, non-title. I feel like it was... It was non. Yeah, yeah. non-title, but it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, and that that's what even made it even more intriguing, actually, yeah. is that yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, been beaten, yeah. Yeah. So, just great stuff. Good get-up contrast. Uh, Liguero had some good crowd reaction. Great yeah. town to do that in. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, this is Tony Nese's year. Uh, he can have it if he wants. As long as he stays on 205, right. it'll be his year. Yeah. Don't go the route of Buddy Murphy or Cedric Alexander. Because Buddy Murphy's on SmackDown, did you know? Yeah, I didn't either because no. I haven't seen him either. No, no, I haven't haven't seen him wrestle. I saw it like a promo. I felt like I did. Did I, I dream did. that? I think he did, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> he hasn't wrestled. Uh, so before we get out of week two, though, there were some debuts on NXT UK. I want to get your thoughts real quick. That week, there were three people. Uh, first one was, a, I guess, kind of a minor one. Uh, Jamie Hayter, she wrestled Piper Niven in the beginning. I know her from stardom. She joined Oedo mm. Tai earlier this year, which oh, is okay. my favorite stable in all of wrestling, maybe, besides Lice, like Los Ingobernables. Wow, that's a like, bold statement. I, I think Oedo Tai is fantastic. Um, but she joined them. Um, I like her. I think she's good. You didn't really get to see much in that match. She, she was got just, destroyed by Piper Niven. She was Niven. a local talent yeah. in that match. But hopefully she's going to show back up like some of these other women. But there were two that... One that they had announced prior, and one that was a surprise that night. So, Ilya Dragunov, what do you think? I thought he was interesting. Yeah. I I got a very, you know, it's got that Russian slash German thing going on, yeah. and even the presentation using the the you know the classical piece. You know, yeah. it's they're they're definitely doing that a lot in the UK. I like that I like even with it. the Walter yeah. song and everything. It feels to me. A kid from the 80s it feels like a throwback to that era of wrestling where russia and they were they were the bad guys yeah and like yeah. i i love how much that nigel loved it that was yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was one of the main things i took away from it uh i want to see more of him yeah the hype seemed weird versus the kind of match he had he yelled I'm in... a lot and his yeah. face got really red so there's not a lot to because really white guys get really and, mad yeah. and intense they get really red i love that. and there was a lot of like uh, contorting and like posing towards the camera and things like that yeah i i don't know i haven't seen him in the indies so i yeah, really I mean, don't know either. what to say but every time you see jack stars come out now though yeah. you know it's like well who's he donating yeah, his body for this time get murdered yeah and it's gonna be a debut more often yeah. than not so <laughs> jury's out on dragonov yeah, but hopefully he's good so, I hope he is too. Um, also that night, Jenny brought out someone. There was a match. It was Zaya Brookside and Killer Kelly, I believe. And they were having a neat match. As yeah. I've talked about with Zaya Brookside, mm -hmm. she basically picks like a basic move. And then she has a match based all around that move. And this time it was a wrist lock. Her yeah. and Killer Kelly like worked on a wrist lock for like two minutes. She's doing that young lion thing. Yeah. You, talk, right. you, you, yeah. you always talk about that. Yeah. You've reminded me of it a few times now, and now I'm going to remember right. it. Right. Is that young lions in New Japan can only use a basic set of moves. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, hey, that's proven that she can still be, you know, at least in a two- or three-minute span, yeah. you know, make it work. Yeah. I uh, think it's great. I love, I love yeah. her matches. Well, real quick sidebar before you bring up the person they're going to bring out. I found out recently they, they were doing a uh, open audition or, you know, a tryout in UK. Mm -hmm. And one of the people on the invite list was Candy Floss. She didn't have a damn deal yet. Oh, really? Can you believe that? That's crazy. Like, she's good. Yeah. She's in the upcoming uh, Battle Royal 
Uh, I think it's as of this recording, it's like next week or something. Oh, there's cool. a battle royal to determine a number one contender for Tony's title. I so, like that yeah. because they're starting to the divisions finally starting to fill up a little yeah. bit. So I'm I'm all about it. And apparently, Candy Floss went like bad on the indies. Like she's evil Floss now or something. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what she's going by, but she's like mean. Well, I just wanted to bring so, that up. I thought yeah. you'd be really surprised to find out she doesn't yeah, actually have a that's deal. Weird, cause in she the did UK. show up a few times. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that being said. But Who, Jenny, what did Jenny do? <laughs> Jenny comes out and she brings out someone that we have seen before. If you've seen the first May Young classic, then you have seen this woman perform, and she's pretty big on the indies. No pun intended. Yeah. It is Jazzy Gabbert. So mm. when we watched the first May Young, I don't think either one of us were really that jazzed about her. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but hopefully. I don't know. Maybe it was a bad night for her. Um, maybe yeah, she some just of didn't people, match up well with who she was wrestling. Yeah, some people kind of choked on those. I think because it's being proven to me so far. It yeah. looks like Reina Gonzalez might actually do something. Yeah, and she wasn't that impressive. Yeah, uh, in her May Young. She thing. yeah, she had some. I guess she had a tough matchup as well as yeah. far as like matching styles. Yeah. And I think she was in she was in there with Casey Catanzaro, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah, Casey Ninja Warrior. Yeah, who was who was very. <laughs> I guess she was like pretty new to it at the time yeah so and the other really big lady didn't have a good showing either but they haven't brought her back yet i i i shouldn't say it that way oh vanessa craven i think yeah yeah yeah, that's right yeah Yeah. i liked her but yeah they put both of those women in a position to be with really tiny women yeah i don't know if they've had i don't know i feel like maybe they should have some kind of experience with that but also i think it's just one of those things they're on a big stage. Yeah. Maybe they just, you know, they saw the bright lights and they got nervous. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It, it's it's a real thing. So, yeah. yeah. So. so I will say with Jazzy and Jenny, I I like the idea of it. I know that in the... Looks like Sean and Sid. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely got that dynamic. I know in the indies, Jenny had the House of Couture and she had... And Nina Samuels was actually part of it. So um, I would like to see them bring Nina Samuels into that because I'm not really a fan of Nina right now as a solo act. But if they brought her into the new House of Couture for Jenny, which she's not calling it that, but if they make one, have Nina and Jazzy and Jenny, I think that would be really cool. Has Nina Samuels heard of Kevin Owens, by the way? I need to find this out because I don't think she has. You don't think so? Yeah, because she has the Nina Samuels show. Oh, yes. It's gimmick infringement. Well... Well, technically not. It's not. It's a different name. Right? I know, but I'm yeah. just saying. Like, can you come up with something different? Because yeah. something just a little add better. Show to it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I don't get that. Nina Samuel's TV. Some well, <laughs> the Miz has that. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. No, well, you're I trying guess, to trying to mess me up here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, week two, Legaro Tony Nice. Yes, watch it. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, so we are halfway through the month, but Ooh, halfway, halftime. Yes, halftime. Yeah. Our halftime show is Money in the Bank. All right. 2019. It's, so it it's happened. It's a good halftime show. Right. It happened in between the week we just talked about and the week we will talk about. Overall, besides the finale, besides the last part of the last match, <laughs> last minute. <laughs> overall, I really enjoyed the show. Yeah. But the ending well, let's, let's go with that let's go with that yeah because these guys were killing each other yeah like really one of the more holy shit money in the bank male ladder matches that i've ever seen yeah as far as like wow yeah and when i can say wow in a match that has baron corbin in it right. not that he really did anything yeah. but 
I was just saying, you know, this is going to be good. I was really looking forward to the men's money in the bank ladder match. Yeah. I'm like, this is one of those glass ceiling things. And I was really yeah. trying to stay on the positive. I'm like, you got Ricochet. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Drew's going to win. And I was fine with that. Yeah. And I was like, man, but Andrade, maybe he should win. Balor. So I thought Andrade Drew was kind of the dead heat for me. Um, I think Andrade is probably going to be a next year guy as yeah. far as if they're if they're going to give he, him the briefcase. He better be because he's had such great chemistry with so many guys on SmackDown. Why hasn't why didn't he get a match with Ray like he's, at a pay per view? He's already starting to prove me right and saying yeah. he's the next Eddie. Yeah, because anybody he does work with yeah. is just the best. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, I don't care if they ever give him the briefcase. He's good enough to win the damn thing on his own. Yeah. He did it in NXT. Yeah. I know that doesn't count, <laughs> but he's good enough to win it on his own, yeah. even without cheating. Even though he probably will, and that's fine. Zelina needs something to do too. Right. Uh, so that being said, Andrade, maybe, hopefully, he'll even be champ by the end of the year. I'll take back a lot of things I said about just WWE in general if they put the strap on Andrade yeah. before the end of the year. Yeah. So that's my little challenge dare to them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I don't get not putting it on Drew because here's the thing. You see what happens not putting the money in the bank in Drew's hand because he's just being that same guy. Yeah. That he's been since he got here a he year got and a half ago. Dolph and was. His, I'm gonna help this yeah. guy out. I'm gonna help this guy out. Oh, I'm gonna help Shane out now. Yeah. I mean, he is gonna be that guy until they make him his own man. And yeah. this guy, they're selling him as, as Jr. used to say, he's all man and a yard wide. The same thing he said about Bradshaw before yeah. he broke through. Yeah. Make him his own man. Yeah. God damn it. He's a one-man Terminator. Yeah. Make him so. You're not doing him any favors by making him a yuck monkey for Shane McMahon yeah. or anybody else. And as much as I love Dolph, that should have been the only time he helped yeah. anybody be like, you know what? I'm going to do my own damn thing. That's the bringing in Deacon Batista and then, okay, this is your entrance. Now go and shine on your own dude i mean yeah. that is an absolute big the more i talk about it right now the yeah. more i think about it, the more mad i am about it <laughs> i can tell and you know I, I am i am i am decently amused by the beast box but it's not, not something that needed to happen yeah. okay so brock lesnar comes in and of course uh they feed Corey graves the line in his headphones and brock's the eighth man you know yeah because it was originally supposed to be Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman tried to murder Sami Zayn in a dumpster, so he was kicked out of... Yeah. Why are we watching this? <laughs> so, so Braun Strowman was kicked out because of attempted murder, and Sami Zayn was in it, but we find Sami Zayn like crucified on a chain-link fence earlier in the night like, on Main Event, or yeah. Main Event, yeah. on Money in the Bank. And then I said, Raven's the eighth man. Yeah. <laughs> So we started the match with seven. Seven men were announced for the match. It was a seven-man Money in the Bank match. It was officially announced by the ring announcer. As seven men in the match. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. This is one of those things where I say, if you have rules, then you need to enforce them. Otherwise, it's just, you can do whatever you want. They did whatever they wanted. They brought in Brock Lesnar. It was stupid. Everyone hated it. Everyone hated it. Yeah. And, and that's the equivalent of... Uh, and to make things, to put yeah. that point even further about how stupid and how everybody should hate it, yeah. that's the equivalent of uh, a Royal Rumble match starting and yeah. number three doesn't come out. You're right. But then he comes out at the very end and throws the guy celebrating over the top rope the yeah. way Shawn Michaels did to Davy Boy yeah. in 90. 
five or whatever it right. is. It's the equivalent of that. Yeah. Not even hiding under the ring. He just comes out from the back. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's stupid. It's disrespectful to the workers. And, you know, yeah. I, yeah, because Balor under- nearly killed himself in that yeah. match. I understand that their checks clear either way. Sure. I understand that. Yeah. I'm not stupid. But they're stupid for what they did. <laughs> it's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And it... <laughs> It's like God, just the the Brock Love Fest, man. It's the I've said it many, many times. There's a difference between like a good heel that you want to see that you want to see lose versus stupid booking that just makes people mad. Yeah, like people don't care. And the fact that Brock won the Money in the Bank, I don't. Yeah, I don't care about the the Beast Box thing. I think it's dumb. I don't think it's entertaining. Uh, and the only thing that's making it entertaining is Botchamania. You're right. And that's they're doing their job yeah, properly. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> they're making it as entertaining as humanly possible. But after he won that, on every show since then, they've said that Brock Lesnar will be there to cash in. <laughs> they've promised to cash in every night and he hasn't cashed in yet as of this recording. How many times can you cry wolf like that? That's the thing. Is like that's not the first the one of them that's okay, that's a fine heel thing. It's you you tricked us, you got us. But if you keep doing that, you're not watching Raw anymore. Like people aren't going to care. That's one of the things that did it. I am Jax Seth Rollins <laughs> right. walking out of the ring right. halfway through that segment. <laughs> yeah. Here's the other thing. I realize, and I've seen Paul Heyman, even in his documentary and in other interviews, and the cool thing is people actually still want to talk to Paul yeah. Heyman and interview him, and not just because he is Brock Lesnar's advocate, yep. because he's Paul freaking Heyman. Sure. That being said, I know he has got on record by saying, I am Brock Lesnar's best friend and his advocate and his actual real-life handler. Yeah. I know he says that's the only thing he wants to do in wrestling anymore. That being said, I know that they use him for creative bullet points on how much of his ideas they actually use, I'm sure as hell not seeing it so much. Maybe in some of the undercard guys. But here's the thing. Money talks and bullshit walks, and this is the kind of industry, especially in the entertainment industry, that that is very valid of of a generic phrase to use. Throw whatever money you can in your budget at Paul Heyman, and just, you want to make the wild card rule good? Make him a manager with a stable again. Just have yeah. him make another dangerous alliance, yeah. and don't and call it something else, but similar, yeah. Yeah. not the new dangerous alliance, but something because <laughs> we already had the new right. dangerous alliance back in ECW. The newer dangerous alliance, maybe. But think about it. Okay, well then here's the guy you can have handle the dangerous experience. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, but here's that's the thing: is that you you have some guys in here, yeah, and you can even and here's the thing. Get Andrade and Zelina. Dangerous Alliance had Medusa there yeah, too. Yeah. So Zelina is perfect to help out Heyman and his other yeah. daily operations. Plus, you can have her second other guys too when he's yeah. not going to be there every time. Grab Drew. Get him for it. Yeah. You've got some dudes in there that'll really make a difference. Yeah. And uh, hell, the revival. Yeah. Um, you know, just make this like a five or six person stable. You've got. A year and a half of television minimum with this one thing. Yeah. Throw whatever money you can at him to convince him. Give him creative control on top of it. Yeah. And your television just became competitive again with All Elite Wrestling, even though they haven't run one television show. Right. But you know they're going to compete. They're going to kill him creatively for all the things that you've seen so far. So right now you're already back in the game. 
Yeah. I don't understand why they wouldn't do something like that. Put Hunter and Heyman in charge of it. Yeah. See what they can do. I got a feeling that they might actually be able to pull yeah, it off. It can't really get any worse for them. No. I, I know ratings are down and yeah. people are down on them and they've just put out a really terrible show. Not the one we're talking about. But. Yeah. So here's the thing. Even though they've given them some titles, they obviously don't really give much of a shit as far as the upper uh, management. They don't give a shit about guys like The Revival. But you can tell they do kind of like Drew McIntyre and probably Andrade yeah. and people like that. So give us a little bit of what we want on a cult level and then give us the obvious thing that we know will work out on a main event level. Yeah. So that's why you can have a faction with like Drew McIntyre and The Revival in it. And then you get both sides of it. Yeah. Both fans will will cling to this thing, yeah. and it immediately makes your baby faces better. Yeah. The Dangerous Alliance were so great at that point and so overtly believable, they had good foils for them. Sure. But you could have had one or two stiffs on that good guy side, and it still wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, People right. would have loved them. Yeah. You can insert anybody into that storyline, yeah. and it's still like, I'm still watching this. You're right. Yeah. Even if you just want to see the bad guys win, it works both ways. Yeah. They're still watching. Yeah. Sorry, I just it, that really just came to me, so I, had, I felt like I had to roll with it. So sure. Let's get back <laughs> to Money in the Bank. They gave the briefcase to Brock Lesnar, which I, w- I wish he would have cashed it in for Saudi Arabia, because that would have made it even right. funnier. And like, yeah, you, this is what you deserve right. for making this happen. <laughs> I wish he would have done that. Anyway. Yeah. So there was some good stuff on the show. Yeah, even within that match. Yeah, the that match was really good up until the last couple minutes. Yeah, and Ali freezing on the top of the ladder. Like, just grab it, dude. Like that, that just, right there. I know that's not his fault. Yeah, he was told God. to do that because they wanted the the image of him that's just staring at him. But there's a thousand different ways to do that same exact thing without Ali looking like a dum-dum on top of the ladder yeah i feel like that'll hurt him forever too yeah i don't know but you want to just do a speed run of the matches on the yeah turn? so the kickoff show was the smackdown tag champs rowan and the new daniel bryan versus <laughs> the usos the eco warriors yes the eco warriors <laughs> I, it was a fine match it was yeah i don't know what the point was but it well, was it was fun yeah i mean this is where i wasn't paying attention too much i thought it was a title match and i was like yeah, well, why the shit is your title match on the pre-show yeah well, uh, which wasn't. they do that with the tag yeah. titles anyway so that's why i thought it was yeah. <laughs> but then the Usos win I'm like oh it was non-title yeah well so that's on me I get it but tag teams in WWE don't win unless it's a title match so oh, yeah, the Iconics right. don't win the Revival doesn't win I the forgot about Ryder that. and Hawkins don't win like they do not win unless it's a title match and then then they lose yep alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first match on the show was the women's money in the bank match I oh. thought it was a lot of fun I liked it oh. quite a lot Everybody came off really well. Yeah. Uh, there was a few hiccups in it, and I was like, Ugh. "There was there were some scary moments. There were there were some non jiving. I think there's a couple of them that don't jive with each other. Yeah. I'm just gonna blame it on Mandy Rose. I'm just gonna go ahead and do that. I'm gonna I, think. I'm gonna think anything that bad happened yeah. that I got scared about. Mandy was in the ring during it, well, so I'm gonna go it, with that. And one of them was planned. The thing with Carmella that was. I thought it was a scary moment, but it was. A scripted moment. Sure. Really well done. Though. It was. I got yeah. I got really pissed at Mandy. Yeah. I don't like her anyway, but then I got right. pissed at her. Yeah. So. But because yeah. Carmella acted because it didn't it felt so weird that it didn't seem like it was 
yeah. part of the match, but it was because Carmella came back later. I don't like them constantly having people leave and come back in these types of matches. Yeah, that's no good. They do it all the time. And yes, Brock Lesnar counts as one of those because he wasn't in the match. Here's the thing. If it's injury protection, then just scratch him for the night. Yes. Put someone else she in there. She just left. There's plenty of women back there, yeah. I'm sure, that would have done it. Yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah i don't i don't get that part yeah. of that I, and i feel bad i know carmella is synonymous with this match right uh, yeah For better or worse yeah, she's yeah. synonymous with it so but yeah if she was hurt then they should have scratched her yeah but i did enjoy i will say that the moment that sonia deville and maybe it was because sonia was involved in it that i liked it <laughs> when she grabbed mandy rose and like put her on her back and started yeah. like climbing up the ladder yeah. i was scared i was angry i was yeah. all of these negative emotions and I was ready to, like, lose it. And then it turns out that Mandy did not win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. And I was that much happier because of it. So that was yeah. a really well done part of the match, which Mandy Rose was involved with. Yeah. And as much as I don't like Mandy, I like Sonya. Yeah. That's the other thing yeah. about, like, as far as, especially as far as ability. She's got a great future. We've talked about her yeah. before. Uh, loved that Dana Brooke got a good look. And yeah. then she actually is getting good reactions yeah. now, finally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, either that or it's just a good city. Yeah. Uh, I can never tell anymore. Right. Naomi getting a little bit after not getting much lately. Yeah. Uh, so they they all had good showings. No one really came off bad in it, and yeah. Mandy even did her job as much as I don't like her. Yeah. Uh, so everybody did great, and you know we were cheering so hard for Becky to win it last year, and then she didn't. And I think they finally was like, we need to probably do the right thing this time. Right. And then thankfully Bailey got it. <laughs> yes. So that was very cool. I was I was happy to see that. Hopefully the the start of something big. And maybe even later tonight. Yay. But the next match was the US title match. Ray was hurt going into it. Or wasn't he hurt going into it? There was an injury scare. Yeah, I mean he keeps getting beat up by Joe in the back, yeah. it seems like all the time now. Yeah. And yet and still, as far as I know, Dominic has not getting gotten beat up by Joe no, yet. He hasn't. Yeah. That's weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that's lazy, but at the same yeah. time, how has it not happened? Yeah. Maybe if they're gonna go in that, you know, like if he's gonna turn on his dad and yeah, start maybe. hanging out with Joe, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, like it's doing like the Sandman yeah. thing. I was yeah. gonna say like they should do that because it's been so long, and plus most people watching at least those shows may not even know that that ever happened. Yeah. So I say that's a pretty cool thing to do. So we'll see. Even if he had beaten up, he still might go with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's that it's uh, a Stockholm syndrome thing. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Like like you said on the awesome uh, blog on Wrestling House Show on cnjradio.com. Great write-ups, by the way, Chris. Yes. This was a switch off from the Mania finish where uh, Joe beat Ray in short order. So yeah. now Ray gets to do it. Uh, it looks like there was definitely a uh, we need to expedite this finish because Joe's nose is broken again. Yeah. But that's what happened. Yeah. So, it, th so Ray's the new U.S. champion. And this was the first of the cavalcade of referee weirdness of the night. So <laughs> apparently, I guess this one was scripted because Joe's shoulder was never on the mat. So we just skip the absurdity of the cage match between Shan and the Miz and just say that the ref broke with a foot on the rope in a cage match. Yeah. And that's all you really need to say yeah. about that match. Yeah, it's the match was meh, and Ugh. Shane won. I don't care if I spoil it, because yeah. Shane wins all the time, and I don't care. I don't care about The Miz. I don't care about Shane. I'm so. already writing in the PWI awards for the year, the, yeah. since they brought the fan vote back. Yeah. Uh, worst feud, Shane McMahon versus anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so. the thing with the ref is, like, it's not his fault, no. because Shane is the one that did it. Shane and Miz were the ones that did it, and the ref had to do that. 
because the match wasn't supposed to end there. Yeah. So it's not his fault, even though that was the same ref that refereed the main event of WrestleMania. Oh dear. It was the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, you're really good at this. <laughs> Moving on, the cruiserweight title match was next: Tony Nese versus Davari. I liked it. I think that a lot of people didn't really care about it. No, I mean, you, you can tell that they're not watching 205. Yeah. And they're wrong for not watching 205. Yeah. Shame on anybody who is a yeah. wrestling fan that does not watch 205. Yeah. It was a good match. But, yeah, we're going to get a little snobby here. I think you agree with me here, Chris. And I believe you even said it on your amazing write-ups on cnjradio.com. It would have been better on 205 because it had probably mm. gotten double the time. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. yeah. That'd that's have been a 30-minute main event versus a 12-minute match on a pay-per-view. And that's the like the catch-22, is they <laughs> want the exposure, but they're not able to deliver the matches that they would deliver on 205 exactly. on a bigger show. Exactly. So. If they just take a chance. Your show's six hours anyway. <laughs> like, have them do their atypical 25-minute Cruiserweight title match, yeah. because then people start off the match and like, eh. Yeah. And you will win that in, audience yeah. over. And the same, I, you've seen me talk about matches this year where I'm like, all right. But then like when you realize that you've hit like, you don't realize, have we reached the third act of this match? Yeah. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. This match is going to go the distance. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So anybody who went to the bathroom and yeah. got a drink in the first five minutes, yeah. starting with the entrances, by the way. So you, you yeah. miss like the first few minutes of wrestling. You get down in there, you start settling down, they start eating. That's where you take advantage of this. Yeah. Go the distance. And then by the time the finish is done and you do, let's say, what's an atypical 205 title match false finish? Five, six maybe false finishes. Oh, yeah, towards the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that, oh, and then you will win them over. I promise you could take the most yeah. basic crowd and win them over with this kind of storytelling because yeah. they always talk about how much it matters. Yeah. Pace yourself. Tell a good story. Yeah. Well, why don't you let them? Right. And especially with helping out a show that needs the viewership, you turn one good outing on a B pay-per-view, and that's what it is, I'm sorry, yeah. you will win them over. Yeah. Like, what's the worst case that could happen is that, oh, you got a few hundred more streams on there. Don't you kind of want that? Yeah, right. That's what they should do. Okay, yeah. man, I'm I'm soapboxing tonight. <laughs> All right. Sorry, sorry. The, so now we are entering the women's title segments, which is the Becky Lynch segment. The Raw women's title was up first. Becky Lynch, the champ champ at the time, versus Lacey Evans. <laughs> champ champ. Yes. This segment brought to you probably by Little Caesars, actually. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, they made such a big deal out of Becky pulling double duty. Yeah, and, you said duty. <laughs> thank you. I don't think that's apropos here, though. No, no, and here's the thing. I'm not pissing on Becky when I talk about this, yeah. but I love how they did this, and they didn't pay it off, in a sense. Like, Becky's going to have a real hard night. Why oh, is yeah. she so dumb? I, I <laughs> saw your times on your yeah. write-ups, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I believe that any of the women that were in the ladder match and most of a lot of the other superstars that night actually pulled more ring time than Becky yeah. did total in both of her matches. Probably, yes, yeah. no? I think so, yeah. She pulled under 15 minutes in two matches. Yeah. Okay. Because this was like all one really long segment. <laughs> yeah. Because Becky was fighting Lacey, and neither one of us is, are big on Lacey Evans. Not yet. But the match was good. I thought she played her role well for this match. Yeah. I don't want to hear her talk, but... I thought this match was pretty good. 
How many times is she gonna do the uh, the uh, the crotch tissue before she realizes that it's a crotch <laughs> tissue? She she pulled the <laughs> tissue out of her crotch. She patted her head. She wiped her underarm. Then she patted her head again. <laughs> I saw that and I tweeted about it. So well, she is uncouth, man. <laughs> she is a gross lady. But so that match happened. Um, can, should we spoil she's, these? She's like she's like the uh, the snot mom and uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, I mean we kind of have to because yeah. of the situation at hand here. We already talked about Bailey winning the briefcase, yes. so yeah. why not? So Becky retained the title, and it was just straight up match. Yeah. And so, so another we... weird ref thing too. You know, the ref was like out of position. Oh yeah, on he purpose. Had, he like, I think that was the same ref again. Actually, he <laughs> he's so nervous. Yeah, I do think that was a part of it. I think referees were really nervous about not making the right call, yeah. and that's what some of this later stuff. Because Mike Kyoto did something weird too later yeah. on, but so yeah, he's looking. It's like a schoolboy roll up no. or something. I think, and he's looking at the shoulders. And he runs all the way around the, the other, long way around Lacey. I know we can't go around camera side because you can't get between the camera and the wrestlers. Sure. But he goes, I don't know why he went to the other side because it was a worse position yeah, for him to be in. And by the time he made it to the other side, yeah. the disarmor had started. Yeah. So <laughs> she was down for a good three seconds. Yeah. I mean, not that it matters because I, I, hate, the, I hate it when they say like, when there's a pin and the referee's not there and said, oh, he would have, or he or she would have pinned them. They were down for like 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah. no, if you're counting, like if you're not hearing the count, then you're resting. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to kick out. So that's a garbage call. Exactly. It's always I, a garbage call. Because if I was wrestling, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. So no, Lacey did not win the match there, but it was this weird ref thing again. But Becky did come out on top. Immediately, Charlotte comes out to the ring and we're like, oh, we're having this match now. Yep. So and it was it was a good match. It's better for Becky too because she's warmed up. Yeah, right. Yeah, because like I said, because she didn't go that. She's long. already done like maybe eight minutes. Yeah, she wound up, and th- this was a shorter match because of everything that needed to happen between yeah. point A and point B here. And it was good. It was almost like a two out of three falls match with like <laughs> four different wait yeah four it's, different women yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. So it's but, new. I'll yeah, give it that. Yeah. yeah. It was almost a little bit like a gauntlet actually yeah. now that I think about it. Like I said anytime I can yeah. see something I haven't seen I'm fine with it. So yeah. everything about this whole segment I'm fine yeah, with. Yeah. It. it was fun. The the Becky Charlotte stuff was fun. It did have shenanigans at the end cuz Lacey had to throw her stupid fist into things and she so Charlotte pad her resume yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Charlotte won the title. Then do we, do we want to talk about yeah. Okay. Why not? All because right. I mean, I think people already know. Yeah. I mean, all you do is watch Raw, apparently, mm, right. so you know it happened. <laughs> so after Charlotte wins the title under dubious circumstances, Bailey comes out to the ring, and I, what happened exactly? Did Becky well, attack? Becky Charlotte? attacked yeah. Charlotte. Uh, she got beat down, yeah. and you know somehow, and all this got knocked out. Yeah, that, that's all I can remember. Because... It was like, a, yeah, because Lacey was still there, and she was getting involved, and then Bailey came out to help out, and then and Bailey was like, "Hey, I have a briefcase," and yeah. so Bailey becomes the new SmackDown champion. So yeah. it's that's two years in a row that the Women's Money in the Bank briefcase has not made it out of the show. Exactly. I don't know yeah. that I really like that. It's well, a fun segment. That means they can't do it next year. Yeah, they better so not. So at least you know next year that it's going to last yeah. a little bit. It went from... At least like, one night. <laughs> yeah, it went from Carmella's like longest ever like holding on to it to two of the shortest. Yeah. Okay. So, but, you know, it was it was a fun segment. 
I it was, was a happy. good way to get the is way to get the second belt off Becky. That I was, think they pulled it off and they gave us the best possible scenario. That was I the think reason for all they of did us. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. we wanted Bailey uh, over pretty much anybody else now at this point, as far as who was due. And uh, after it's debatable. her, I can think of some other women that I would like to have as much as Bailey at that point. But yeah. Sure, but they need to give her a better run than they did last time. For sure. So we hit the reset button on that. Yeah. And I, they need to make her, and I feel like they, she is going this direction in her character. I want her to be like a Becky or a Kofi, yeah. where she's coming out and she's putting in that work every night. Yeah. And even just having title matches, even with people who aren't contending, yeah. just do it. Just do those open challenges. I would say more like a Kofi, because yeah. Becky doesn't wrestle a whole lot. Not a lot. Um, you know, because they need to watch out for her and Kofi. Like yeah. They're going to burn them out real bad yeah. unless they can figure something out, but... Yeah, I like the idea of Bailey's like, no, I deserve this, and yeah. I'm going to show you. Every, if I have to show you every show, then I'm going to, in one yeah. way or another, at least. Uh, and yes, she is a true Grand Slam champion. Yeah. I guess Charlotte tried to put her Divas run in, uh, and I was like, nope, it doesn't count anymore. It doesn't count right now. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it counts. Why wouldn't it count? Because it's, it's well, number one, it's not an active title anymore. Mm. So under current rules... Okay. Bailey is the only Grand Slam of uh, current titles. Yeah, of current okay. titles. That that's how it has to be. Mm, I don't know if whenever, that's always the case. But, whenever yeah. it's all said and done, I mean, Charlotte does have to win a tag title for her to be a Grand Slam person, but yeah. then she can add on to it. But once again, there's really no dialogue for the Divas title. She said yeah. it on SmackDown. I get that, but yeah. you know, it's kind of a title we all want to forget about, honestly, at this point. Yeah, but it was the only title for a long time. So yeah, it was, it was the default women's title i know i, know. I just i yeah. just think it's funny I, yeah. I like that for right now it's gonna change but for yeah. right now bailey is the only one that can claim it and i think Fair that's kind of i think that's really cool fair enough so yeah next up was the elias roman reigns which was more of a story backstage segment than anything else it was a one move match the actual match but elias thoroughly entertaining yeah. so fun on the mic everything we know and love about elias was in this one segment right yeah. here so, yeah, it's not his best hour, but it, it would definitely make his box set, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so. It was fun. <laughs> I liked it. And next up was the match of the night, in my opinion, the universal title match, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. It, it On paper, it was great. Watching yeah. it with my eyes, it was great. So, yeah, I loved it. It was nice to see a dream match with AJ Styles deliver. Yeah. Because <laughs> it didn't happen last year yeah. until way later. But yeah. first outing, him and Rollins, which... I love, didn't you love the buildup where yeah. they, you know, not so much the AJ might be a heel thing. I didn't care about that so Dang. much as they talked about, we wrestled each other once and yeah. they showed that little footage that from cool. an NWA indie show. Yeah. And it's like, wow, yeah, we haven't wrestled each other in like 12 years or something. And or even maybe longer than that. And it was, a, he was like, it was a big deal because AJ was the guy. Yeah. And now I'm the guy, I think, and yes. AJ's still AJ, so let's see what happens. And yeah. I love that intrigue. Just that one little thing completely right. sold the match. If you weren't excited about it already, you should have been right then and there. Right. But I love that it delivered, and on a really stellar card, still proving to be the best match of the night. You're absolutely yeah. right, Chris. And then the only match we haven't talked about was after that, in between the <laughs> Universal title and the Men's Money in the Bank, was the WWE title, Owens versus Kingston. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was a match worthy of the feud so far, yeah. and I don't think their story is done yet. Yeah, the the bulk of it probably is. Yeah, because they kind of had the not a blow off match necessarily, but they had like a non title thing on SmackDown yeah. a couple weeks ago, I think. And I think that blow off match was. Uh, it was the, for the the Saudi show. Yeah, it was 
it felt like a punishment, honestly, a little bit for Owens because it was a short match. They did the same thing to Dan O'Brien when he refused to go to the last one. Yeah, so hopefully they'll, hopefully they won't hold it against Owens. Yeah. I hate, to, I would hate to see anything like that happen. Yeah. So, by the way, yes, that that was my whole little uh, stance on the uh, anti Saudi show. Was yeah. you know you could either watch a uh, Super She Down yes. online for free on Eve Pro Wrestling on Eve Pro Wrestling or. Uh, like I said, the fun thing to do would just be to buy Daniel, Sammy, and Kevin merch. Yeah. And, and, you know. Yeah, because you were wearing their shirts like over that that week. Yeah. Leading yeah. Up to it. yeah. So I, I did my part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll get off the cross now. <laughs> All right. Uh, back, back to is, weekly. Back to weekly. All right. Yes. So we're halfway through, actually. But the third week of May started. It was. It was tough for me to decide. You had one match that you immediately said this was the match of the week for me. Going into I, Pete Dunwalter is the yes. match that I wanted to yes. give it to, and I get that it wasn't as good as their takeover match. Far yeah. from it. Yeah. But if you don't compare it to the first match, yeah. and you look at it as a your television main event for the night, yeah, it was real good. I still think it's the best match of the yeah. week. There were some other good matches. Two hundred five had that really good fatal five way. Fatal Five Way um, was really good. Tozawa, Kanellis, Kendrick, Lorkin, and Davari. Yeah. And the NXT main event was Riddle and Gargano versus Fish and O'Reilly. So they, both, they were all good. Both very good. Yeah. And, you know, I... Yeah, that and was... And Ali versus Andrade on SmackDown. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Those guys are going to have a great feud down the road. Yeah. I think they're just kind of testing them out a little bit here and yeah. there. But I love that they're already, like, in that good of a place right now. Yeah. Even with the fact that they have very little main roster experience and they're not choking, yeah. is, is also those little things that I, I like to see. Yeah, yeah, man. Pete Dunn and Walter, a little bit of that kind of thing where it's like this, even though it wasn't the takeover match, it's going to be proven to be a very important match in the lineage of the NXT UK history. Yeah. Because, you know, not that the show hasn't been enjoyable, but this is going to probably prove to be the night where it turned. Uh, as far as like, ooh, now it's going to be a little more episodic now. Yeah. Uh, you know, not, and this is where I think storylines will prove to be a good thing for UK. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, these self-contained shows, they're fine, but, and they, they pretty much will start a story and finish it off by the end of the night. But now, yeah. they, they, with the exception of a few things, yeah. but they just... You know, it's because they're new. You know, sure. it's a, they still they haven't even been on for a year. Yeah, they've been establishing <laughs> a lot of people and finding their footing for and, the last. I mean, they're close to fifty episodes now, so yeah. I, I would hope that they would sure. have found their stride at this point. But boy, if they hadn't yet, they have now. Yeah, yeah, and I liked the video segments leading up to this match because they actually let Walter speak, which yeah. they hadn't really done a whole lot of that in the ring. A little bit. I mean, he talked at the the contract signing and stuff yeah and but, not that he needs to but yeah but i like it when he talks and i like what he said because he was mm -hmm. like i know pete dunn brought something out in me and he's a great competitor and i love the challenge but he said it from a point of like i know i'm going to beat him again sure. but at the same time i know he's training really hard and the challenge is going to be greater this time and it was and that forced walter to bring in something else in order to help him in the match so at first I was a little annoyed, but then the greatness of what I saw at the end of that show, oh. I'm like, I don't care. Like this yeah. is, 
I don't care that I was annoyed two seconds ago. Yeah. Like this is this is amazing. I yeah. Love so it. on that principle, let's not spoil it. Yeah. I like I like just leaving it at that. So uh, make a point to watch Pete Dunne versus Walter Two on May twenty second episode of NXT UK. There was actually two rematches on that show though, because yeah. that was the rematch of uh, Noam Dar and Mark Andrews because they had that injury scare mm-hmm. at that show at one of the previous tapings yeah. and. I, I like that too because I really enjoyed their like double interview segment where they were both like yeah let's go out and have this match and competition is fun and we're gonna we're gonna prove like that UK is the best and we're gonna have a good winner good and, clean fight yeah good clean fight and then Noam Dar is a huge jerk and I love it I, Noam Dar is one of my favorites I He's, love I love everything he does he is uh, entertaining funny jerk yeah where like Jordan Devlin is just an asshole <laughs> right. And I, they're they're both really great equally at what yeah. they do for that reason. So yeah, if you're, don't sleep on Noam Dar. Whenever he seems to be a little different when he's in two hundred five. Yeah, he's kind of playing it over there. Yeah. But yeah, stick with the canon of NXT UK Noam Dar. I like when he makes fun of the crowd. He's like, no, like doing the hand thing, like quiet, quiet down. Yeah. I want a Noam Dar like outer space jacket. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So massive, massive talent hell of a hand yeah. i love mark andrews too I yeah him. he's always great yeah so yeah i hated that someone had to lose that match yeah. super entertaining but if I that, had, they did it. that would have worked as the main event too yeah that's kind of one of those things mm-hmm. where you know we have a world title match yeah. uh, a uk title match to think about also but yeah, yeah just solid match the banks connor's match was good yeah that was a really well done show yeah uh no women on that show that was the strange part about it yeah but, uh, you yeah. know that, that still proved that the the show is so good i didn't think about it yeah but then they had the women's title the next week yeah and they did build it up during the yeah. show at least so it yeah. it's like the perception thing it's yeah. like I, th- I think women they were, were on the still show. on the show yeah. yeah and there were some back there were some interview segments i think i had to binge like the entire month of may because <laughs> i had gotten so far behind yeah. so I, I don't remember what was on which show necessarily the interview stuff but yeah, yeah it was a weird month because at one point i was more caught up than you were because yeah. i was like i have to be caught up before i go to vegas right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a, if i'd have come back and been in the position i was i'd have been sunk i'd be yeah. like okay show's over yeah. <laughs> all right so week four yeah uh it was kind of man if it hadn't been NXT revisited their main event basically all over again from like that few weeks ago that was real bad. But thankfully their show was good before that. If they had oh, done yeah. that same show, I'd have been really mad at them. Yeah. But thankfully they went in with the Mia Yim Bianca Belair match. Kashida Drew Gulak. Whoa. It was real good. Oh man. So just that was I love the the in the finish of it because it it was definitive, but Gulak was like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're going to pin now? Like, yeah. you're not doing pinfall. We're submission guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. that. that's why. So they, they booked the submission match yeah. coming up this yeah. week. Uh, so we'll talk about that on the next show. Or at least on the uh, the next uh, Matches of the Week kind of episode. I think yes. we've got a special episode between now and then. Actually. You think so? Yeah, I'm going to tease it. All right. Officially. Yeah. Uh, and once again, mentioned him earlier in the show. It was the Jack Gallagher week for me. Yeah. So he's got this ongoing uh, story going on with Umberto Carrillo, which started with Drew Gulak, but now that Gulak's out of the picture and it looks like Gulak, uh, is he is he going to be permanent in NXT? I feel like he's definitely coaching at this point over there. Uh, I feel, I don't know. I really don't know. Because he is still showing up in 205, yeah. but he's out of the picture with Carrillo and Gallagher. And they keep talking about, I think he's still in 205 for sure, because they keep okay. talking about the cryptic tweets that he's sending out. So Yeah. 
but he's he's got us guessing so he's doing yeah. his job yeah uh but so galher it, it was it's basically like a mutual respect admiration society yeah like it's it's kind of the same storyline just without it's it's like what a difference drew gulak makes yeah. now it's like well i feel that my wrestling is better than your wrestling yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely done with a more respectful i'll still shake your hand at the end of the night kind of yeah. thing with gallagher and carrillo but that's great too it's different it's different strokes different storylines and i like it it's still like the ground submission specialist yeah i can fly when i want to gallagher style yeah. huh. and then carrillo's like Lucha Libre extraordinaire, you know, yeah. like a young whippersnapper upstart, you know, yeah. uh, someone who is being uh, almost to an unhealthy variation, being obsessed on by the color commentator of 205 well, Live. Yeah, Aiden English, yeah. Aiden English is in love with that man. Yeah, he's in love with his dimples. Yeah. It's just bizarre. I'm like, I know, I know. Are they telling everybody they must have a crush on somebody on the roster? Have you noticed that? Because Graves makes it obvious. Yeah. But but you know, that Nigel Nigel's got a crush on Vanessa Bourne apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, so Aiden has a crush on Umberto. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Apparently, there has to be one on each show. Yeah. Yeah, these guys all have wives, don't they? (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure they do. I think so. Graves is hanging on a thread. Anyway. So, just had a great match. Gallagher versus Carrillo. Go watch those series. Whether they're in four-way, five-ways, tag right. matches, watch them. Yep. They work great together. Yep. They work great against each other. Yep. They're probably better enemies than friends. Uh, yeah. As far as, like, because yeah. they tagged against the Singh brothers the week yeah. before that. Yeah. Fun then. And then, I don't know when this actually happened in real life, Gallagher has a random match yeah. over uh, on NXT UK mm-hmm. against the real European wrestler, Cassius Ono. Yes. Man, I gotta tell you, because I don't think we've talked about this enough, at least on the show. What a great gimmick going into NXT UK. Because yeah. Cassius didn't change his gimmick so much as his dialogue uh, because he's got something to sink his teeth into. I've known for years how much of a nerd of European wrestling the Cassius Ono is when he was Chris Hero. Yeah. So I know he's thrilled to be there. Yeah. There's no way he's not. And I love that. Yeah, you you young dudes that you grew up watching Austin and The Rock. Right. I grew up watching Johnny Saint, damn it. Yeah. You know, like so he's laying claim to British wrestling. More British than the British guys. Exactly. More human than human. Yes. <laughs> and he's owning it, man, and I've really enjoyed his run so far in yeah. NXT UK. And that's the thing, is he's kind of the same guy still. I think he's gonna get more wins over in the UK. Yeah. Just because of that thought. I think he already has. Yeah, (laughs) you might be right, actually. Uh, But, man, he had an instant classic with Gallagher on that NXT UK. So the one from uh, May 29th, right? Mm -hmm. May 29th, 2019. Mm -hmm. Don't sleep on that match. It's excellent. It is a master class. I don't even know what kind of match you could call that. It was just wrestling. Yeah, it's very technical, but it's also pretty brutal. Like, they give yeah. some really stiff shots, and, and Gallagher gets busted, like, midway through the match and keeps yeah. going. It looked like a fight at that point, you know? Yeah. That's good. I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, I read a news item that Bellator, who's had success with in the past with Bobby Lashley and currently having success with Jake Hager mm. uh, as a draw and attraction for them, they're, they're recruiting Jack Gallagher. They That's want cool. him yeah. to work there yeah. because this guy is legit. Yeah. Uh, so knowing things like that, when he's in the ring with Cassius, I'm like, this is an even matchup. Yeah. And it's so fun to watch. Yeah. 
it is it's weird it's throwback and it's modern i don't yeah. know how to yeah. it's like a, a couple of the new rock bands that i like they've got <laughs> massive callbacks to the old school right but they're kind of showing me something i've uh, i've never heard before or yeah. seen before uh so it's like that so i, I can't rave about this match enough so yeah. please go watch it and there was the women's title match on that same show which i liked it was nina samuels versus tony storm yeah. and it, it felt like it was a placeholder until the real contender yeah. shows up so nina samuels has come up i think she's better than she was yeah she's still not at really believable contender level i didn't believe and her i in this. do think she should join jenny but uh, yeah it was fine yeah it, it... Yeah, it was, I mean, even the storyline going into it was kind of forced. Yeah. You know, there wasn't yeah, much of anything. Because she, know. like, said something about, about her abandoning her family. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. it did nothing for me. Yeah. The match is the match is fine. Yeah. But it, it didn't uh, didn't bring me out of my seat like yeah. Gallagher Ona. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And we love Tony, but yeah. Yeah, no. yeah so easily match of the week. Jack Gallagher, Cassius Ono, can't say it enough. It's unlike anything that you could have watched especially in, under the WWE umbrella like really like that year. They were so yeah, I think that one the uh Kushida versus Drew Gulak is another one of those where you don't really see that kind of match very often. Yeah. Um so those two that stand out to me as as far as like not I know we didn't say that the the Gulak Kushida match was match of the week for that week, but it was very unique in that way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so this is going to be interesting, Chris. I don't quite know how this is going to go, so we're entering the unknown here a little bit. Okay. We're going to talk about AEW, Double or Nothing. So that this was my vacation this year. Like mm-hmm. I get one vacation a year, and so me and my better half, who you've heard on the show before, decided we'd like to do this. We do not make the kind of money that would normally let us go to a show like yeah. this straight up this was my tax refund money i we spent our entire tax refund well i remember you uh, you and nola had whenever you heard that tickets were going on sale wasn't there like a lottery for them yeah i watched the the hype show yeah. at the grand on youtube and you just did it like you didn't even have plans to go you just we got to get tickets so yeah we had tickets before we even had a plan yeah. or any kind of logistical knowledge of being able to get out there before i even asked for the time off yeah. officially yeah. at work we just i texted to get in line and i luckily i won the lottery yeah. uh which you know it, the people that signed up to even pre-sale for tickets far exceeded the building yeah. capacity so i was like wow what was it like twenty thousand? something like it's uh, yes <laughs> yes twenty thousand yeah. attended sold out to the rafters yes um yeah i'm sure people watched the pre-show was like this thing's not sold out it's true not everybody was in their seat at the yeah. pre-show but it was there was i didn't see any empty seats sure. by the time the main yeah. show started so that being said i got to attend double or nothing live i feel really guilty sitting in front of chris saying this no well you shouldn't but chris had his own experience he watched yeah. it uh he watched it on pay-per-view yeah. so go support them uh yeah and so we had two different experiences. Live crowd, you don't hear commentary. Yeah. Um, I still hope that changes at some point. You know, like uh, do like the pipe in, like those uh, things where you go like to a museum and you pick up the tape recorder and you have the the walkman yeah. thing. They could do that, like pipe in, I, like yeah, I not think... not piped in through the thing, but if you wanted to listen to commentary, you could put headphones in and tune to like something on a 
put it put it in an app. You could do it on an app. Yeah, like, yeah, you could do. There's it. something. I feel there. like there would be a delay though, and I think that's the problem. Maybe maybe so. But in that all being said, uh, that's the thing I really am intrigued. We kind of didn't talk about it too much. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to save it for the show. Uh, it was the return of Jr. at the broadcast yeah. booth, and. You know, I, I go back to that thing, like I said, one of the things I remember, and I think I even read this in Ric Flair's book years ago. He was, like, talking about WCW is finally going to make a push against WWE, and I had just returned to the company, and they were kind of hitting me up because mm-hmm. I had already been there. I kind of knew how it worked over there, what their mentality is, things like that. How can we compete? He goes, the first two people you need to try to sign are Bobby Heenan and Gene Okerlund mm-hmm. because – they are probably the two most important people to start this whole thing off with. Yeah. So before you sign a wrestler, sign those two guys because the perception of those guys are key to, you know, maybe getting some people over there. That's where it's at. Those guys are where it's at and they've only called big stuff. So it legitimizes your thing. Yep. I believe that JR is as important as a, of a signing as anybody else, including the elite. Yeah, I agree. For this for this uh, company. If it had been like a rinky-dink company that was an upstart, it still made sense to approach JR to yeah. do your thing. And even JR, I've heard tons of interviews he's done. I'm listening to his podcast again. He basically has apologized about his uh, his Japan run. He's like, there's not much uh, you can do in a closet. Yeah. And he said that a lot. Cause he's like, it's important for me to be at the live event and actually talk to these guys. Yeah before the show or at least in the same week and know where they're coming from something i can work into it he goes i was kind of flying blind and he's talking about his access tv new japan shows because him and i always forget his name the the mma guy that he he called i guess he was pro wrestling guy too barnett something yeah josh barnett yeah thank you they called the tv side of the new japan but it was like you said it was it was taped and if you're not yeah. used to it, I know a lot of the WWE guys are used to it, so they're fine usually. But you can tell when it's not, yeah. when it's delayed a lot of the times. It yeah. just it feels different. And he did call one or two, like the American shows, he did call those live for New Japan. But yeah. I think he was still... Not as invested in yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't come across. Because I, I think I, I might have said it on the show when I had when I saw, I think because it was the first one, the one in Los Angeles or one of the ones. Yeah. I was like, I would prefer Kelly, Kevin Kelly, and Don Callis was the one that was calling with him a lot at that time. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I vastly prefer them yeah. over what and that makes uh, Barnett sense. and Jr. were doing. But they were, they were in Japan. They were there all the time. Well, yeah. Kevin Kelly was there all the time. Yeah. And so yeah, but saying this, yes, the only two that I could think of that would kind of fit that role would be one jr and if they could somehow get joey styles back yeah like that would have been amazing oh but i don't know if he's yeah. ever gonna call for both of match. them yeah <laughs> if that was the team i like 100 percent like people I, yeah i mean can you imagine what the perception would be before one move was yeah. Uh, held yeah. in the ring in there like they'd be like wow they're not fucking around yeah. <laughs> they got jr and joey styles I, I had heard good things about Excalibur prior to this, yeah. and he was on the pre-hype shows, both of them. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect, but, you know, I was like, well, if they like him, you know, that's kind of what it turned yeah. into. I'm not thrilled with uh, Alex Marquez or whatever his name is. I don't know his name, yeah. But, and, and even JR said, I don't really dig three-man boost, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But he seems to like, uh, uh, you know, he seems to like Excalibur. So he actually says he's going to be real good. And that's... Yeah, I don't think he'd say that unless he actually meant it. 
Because at this point, he could probably change some stuff if he really wanted yeah. to, if yeah. he really made that I'm play. Sure his opinion holds some weight, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully it, it just at a point it'll just be two guys. That being said, how overall did you think uh, the show went, even though these guys had never worked together? They said they didn't even do dry runs with each other. That's the, that's the thing, is it felt like they didn't do dry runs, and it felt like they hadn't worked together. There were missed calls throughout the night. There was some stammering during matches, and especially between matches, the it it felt like this was the first show for a lot of things some of the camera work and like the directing some of the let's give it over to this segment oh wait no we're going to this segment i don't know the dates on the sheet can you read me the dates while we're live on air that happened wow a few times throughout the show so i mean they'll get more slick as time goes i think yeah. just that's just preparation and just knowledge of yeah. being, be, doing these I, I definitely, the thing I thought about being at the show, I'm like, man, the match I really want to hear JR call is the Rhodes match. Yeah, and that was that was one of the stronger ones. When they got into those matches, I was never really pulled out by any of them, except well, when they were calling things wrong sometimes. Okay. It, that, that does bug me, because I'm like, sure, you should know that. Yeah. If I know it, you should know it. Yeah. I like Excalibur. I think he's fine. I like JR. I think even going back to the May Young that he called, I was like, doesn't feel the same to me. But oh. he does have that weight, and I, I love the guy. And mm -hmm. I think he did a good job in the situation that he was put in, in a three-man booth where they didn't really know. The only problem I had was that I couldn't really differentiate the voices between Excalibur and the other guy the third guy in the booth gotcha. so that was a problem i did i don't wow. like it because you know See, i've yet to watch the broadcast still sometimes i could but sometimes i didn't know which one of the other two were speaking like if you as much as i don't like the three-man booth but if you go to wwe each one of their three-man teams you can clearly tell who's speaking at any given time <laughs> who is who, yeah because yeah, they either have an accent or it's a man and a woman or something they should have the skype thing up have you yeah. ever done a conference call like yeah. it's lit up you know right. like <laughs> so that that was a little bit of an issue but overall I thought the commentary was fine, fine to good. Okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I gotta say, like, it was the pre-show stuff. I was a little nervous. I mean, I knew that obviously the main card was booked to be excellent. Yeah, it was booked strong for sure. The yeah. pre-show stuff. It, it felt. I was like, oh, this is not a good. I mean, this is yeah. first of all, there people so yeah, it's the pre-show. Who cares? I'm like, you, you gave the, the pre-show away for free. Yeah. This is your enticement show, yeah. and. I was entertained by most of the stuff in the Battle Royal. Some of it I was like, ah. Yeah, me too. But there were moments, it did have moments, and it's a Battle Royal. I realize most Battle Royals are bullshit. However, this one is set up to not be bullshit because yeah. it's mega important. So the fact that comedy ensued at many points during yeah. the Battle Royal, I thought was kind of short-sighted. Yeah. It's like I know they wanted to give some of these guys a spotlight. And that's what and, it was. And a handful of the guys who, nothing against them, they were there because they've gone viral at some point. Yeah, uh, you know, even that big, huge guy—I don't—I forget his name. Uh, the big, fat guy. That, like, oh, the, yeah. Being that guy into the sixth I row in that name. video, yeah. but yeah, he was there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so. And then Orange Cassidy. You know, like, Orange Cassidy. Yeah. That that could be a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it won't be. Yeah. But here's the thing: if you followed Orange Cassidy for the last few months, and I've seen a few things. Mm. It was actually a fun payoff oh, really? because he is an obnoxious twit 
whose matches I would never want to watch again after I watched him the first time. So yeah. that being said, I guess I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. But the fact that he got his comeuppance here yeah. on the grandest stage, you know, in a long yeah. time, I was like, okay, I'm actually glad they brought him here yeah. because that was a good payoff. <laughs> and who better to do it than Tommy fucking Dreamer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they set it up as well as they could. I didn't care about all of it. And one thing that scares me a little bit is it feels it feels very like TNA ish in that they're making rules overly complicated and weird just for the sake of being different. It feels like mm. uh, with the the whole card suit thing. Yeah, they tried explaining that. I know they explained it sort of through the announcer in the in house. Yeah, but they, they didn't also... even explain it in the countdown shows on youtube yeah and yeah. the commentators tried to do it a little bit too i don't think they even knew what was going on <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah it did seem that that did seem tna-ish so i i didn't like like if this is supposed to be pro wrestling for pro wrestling lifelong fans just give us a battle royal like just give it to yeah. us normal yeah the action in the ring should sell it for us you don't need to be all this weird complicated it was but they didn't do that all night it was just that and the they had, in talking with you and Nola, you didn't even realize this, but there is a 10 count in tag matches for when you tag in and out instead of a 5 count, which in theory is supposed to allow for more double team moves and whatnot. Sure. In practice, that never matters. It <laughs> ever. never, ever matters in any match. Yeah. It didn't matter on this night either. Uh, obviously, yeah. every tag match ends up being a free-for-all no matter what. The, and they, they, they all did, yeah. Did they... Did any referee do a 10 count when there was a tag? I don't recall one they did ever. Not. So, because I still thought that they might be yeah. that they would be going by classic rules. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I would like for them to just do classic rules. Don't when you make us think about the rules too much, it takes you out of the match. Yeah, and they, you know, I like the fact that this is a company that's going to concentrate heavily yeah. on tag team wrestling. Yeah, love it, but at the same time you're going to put forward this dialogue of a 10 count well now you have to make it matter yeah now it has to work it has to be enforced in every match yeah. or it doesn't matter yeah so, so and that's going to drastically change how tag matches indie tag matches especially like yeah. those end up being free-for-alls all the time you know well uh, i don't know all right. the time but you whenever you see a tag match the last five minutes there's no tags yeah um real quick before we get out of the battle royal part i want to go back to that for a second uh obviously we had a great moment in number 21 the lucky number uh the joker card i think yeah mm. uh which was hangman page and you know because of everything that happened prior to that we even they didn't really talk about it too much in road to double or nothing because it's way more backstage than they want to let on yeah. on their own youtube series uh but there were visa issues and then later on, there were uh, kind of some disagreements. Mm. There was a creative and visa issue for Pac. Yeah. So the Pac Hangman page match got canceled. Yeah. And so that being said, everybody, at least most anybody I heard, was like, well, Page will be in the Battle Royal. He'll win it. Because they're planning on booking him hard anyway because yeah. he's a star of the future. Yeah. And he's, he's great now anyway. Yeah. Uh, so why not? So er, people actually predicted him, even though he was wasn't officially announced for the battle royal. Yeah. So they got that right. Yeah, I was watching some of the what culture videos, and I think at least one guy that they asked in line is like, "It's going to be on page." Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and we had a nice surprise with Sean Spears, who yeah. we that was definitely a strong rumor that he was going to be at the show. Yeah. 
But I was still kind of like, I, I didn't go in expecting him because I was mm. like, I think it's 90 days. It's like the day after oh, really? or maybe in two days. So I, I expected to see him. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was just one of those things. So, yeah, the, it was, at least we had those things that yeah. really, really helped the Battle Royal. Yeah, it was Was fun. the inclusion of Spears yeah. and Paige. So, yeah, let's get back to the main card. Oh, well, there was actually one more oh, yeah, match yeah. given away on the Sam, free show. Sammy Guevara and, and Kip uh, Sabian. Thank you, Kip yeah. Sabian. And I liked it because we were introduced to Sab- or Guevara on one of those press conferences, the yeah. one by the pool. Yeah. And so I kind of expected him to win and kind of dominate the match, but he didn't. It was it was a good match yeah. like, between the two guys. And Kip Sabian actually came away liking a little bit more than Guevara, I think. Yeah, he was. Uh, they had a good vignette for him on Road to Double or Nothing. Mm. And then uh, but Sammy was at the pool party show, yeah. and he was like, this guy's big on YouTube. Mm. Oh, and he's also a AAA title holder. He's mm. like their cruiserweight champion or something like that. So mm. he had a lot more credibility going in. Yeah. Kip was like, they're taking a chance on me, and I'll make the best of it. Yeah. So he was the underdog, and he still wound up winning. I thought that yeah. was really cool. Yeah. It was a very enjoyable match. Uh, that's something I would have put on the – I definitely would have kept that on the pre-show yeah. with a slightly more serious battle royal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was, it, it did feel very, like when people talk about, I'm doing finger quotes again, I think for the third time in this episode, sure. the indies, like, yeah. that don't really watch it, I feel like a lot of what happened in that Battle Royal is kind of what they talk about when they talk about it in not great ways. Yeah. Even though I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed most of it, there were those things that was like, okay, I get it, and like, MJF is beating up the guy with no legs, ha ha ha, yeah. and the, the Orange Cassidy is doing his shtick, and all this other stuff, it's just the weirdness of it, it was yeah. it was the oddities in a big battle royal, the, plus Sean Spears and Adam Page. They gave Jim Cornette way too much ammo yeah. for his review of that show yeah. in just that one match, yeah. and he got a lot of blowback from it too. Oh really? Yeah, so I'll, I'll do that real quick, I, I brought it up, I didn't mean to, but... So he made a crack about Sonny Kiss. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and it was... I'm blanking on the name, forgive me. I feel mm. like a bad fan, but I haven't seen this guy wrestle a lot. Maybe mm-hmm. once or twice. Uh, uh, but Sonny's fiance mm-hmm. actually took Cornette to task a little bit online. It was more so like coming from a voice of disappointment. Mm-hmm. He's like, I actually don't... Be-. He goes, I'm a huge Jim Cornette fan. I have watched all of his stuff. I listened to his podcast. Mm-hmm. So that guy's a fan. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he made a crack about my fiance. Uh, and it wasn't, it was, it was in bad taste. Mm-hmm. But Jim Cornette basically even said later on, he goes, I, he's like, and he says it wasn't meant to be homophobic. He said, I was just saying, it's like something that Jerry Lawler would say. Uh, but it still came off in bad taste. It's old man. Yeah, Un- unaware of what he's saying, but it's still not cool. Yeah, he was just trying to get a pop of a joke yeah. uh, without getting picketed. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he, he he did fail in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but basically, the guy was like just disappointed. He goes, "I don't believe that Jim Cornette is homophobic, but I think that that's just the kind of thing that really disappoints me, mm. and I hate that I have to get off the bus now here with him." Yeah. And Jim, you let me down, but I felt bad for that guy because yeah. that guy can't be a fan anymore because yeah. he's like dude come on man yeah so yeah it, there was that and i i kept thinking about that during the battle royal I'm like oh man guys like that are gonna shit all over this yeah. and it, i think it kind of hurts the show like the the whole show in that sense yeah. sometimes yeah and i think some of these guys do deserve a chance there was some yeah. there was some real promise in that ring yeah, I agree. and some good stuff will come out of it yeah. so that being said i didn't hate it yeah 
you know, I, I think Luchasaurus is fun. Yeah. I think he should stay. I think he is signed, actually, yeah. which is nice. I like Jungle Boy. I like Jimmy yeah. Havoc. I like all the guys that they kind of spotlighted in the match. Yeah. I, I like him. Michael uh, I can remember, Nagasaki? Yeah, I think that, yeah. The yeah. baby oil guy. Baby yeah. oil guy. But I think he's fine. That, that's about as funny as it should have been. Yeah, right. you know. And I, I thought it was great. And it's, by the way, that's genius for a battle royal. Yeah. That is absolute yeah. genius. Yeah. So, And uh, there's a great video on the uh, Double or Nothing post show YouTube thing. Uh, they're watching the show backstage, and Mike Tyson's there with them, and they are marking out for Michael. It's That's so funny. great. So, uh, but yeah, just for that reason also, yeah. and I like the guy. He's yeah. he's a basic dude. He's doing Ziggler's rookie year, yeah. but uh, the baby will test like that's brilliant. It's a battle royal. Yeah. He's gonna win. Yeah. You know? I just kept thinking that. I was like, no, I know he's not gonna win. Hope they had a lot of towels to wipe down the ropes in the ring. Oh my match. god! <laughs> It'd have been like all the spray tan yeah. shit. Yeah, well, because especially the ne- the first match on the main card was uh, SoCal Uncensored versus Stronghearts. So you need very unslippery ropes for a match like that. You know? Yeah, oh, just I say this a lot when we see great openers for shows. Yeah. That's up there. That's going to contend with... That could be like top 10 openers yeah, of all time. Yeah, super fun. I, I love Chima. I've said that since we started this podcast all those years ago. Yeah. And he brought in Lindemann and T-Hawk, who I haven't seen wrestle, but I knew of them. I, I kept hearing their names associated yeah. with Chima. And then, I of course, I really like SoCal and Sensor too. But I like that because that, that was booked just on... Uh, he was holding it on his shoulders. Like, yeah. I'm going to bring my two best guys yeah. just from this place that we're doing business yeah. with. And we're going to have it out. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think anybody expected them to win. But I got to tell you, in that crowd, we were kind of feeling the upset there for a minute. It it was, I hope that came across on TV. It did, yeah. I wasn't sure at a certain point. And, yeah, because Chima was my favorite wrestler for a long time, actually. Or at least top three. Yeah. And he's he's still way up there. Strong hearts, man. Yeah. Big promise. Big promise right there. And I'll be... Really interested to see when they bring in some of the actual, like, OWE wrestlers, the Chinese ones that they're training. Yeah. To bring in, like, because they talk, I haven't actually watched any of those full shows yet, but I've skimmed through some of them. Yeah. It's o- they, OWE? Yeah, Oriental it? Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. OWE. And they have their shows on YouTube, so you can go and watch them over on there. So I would suggest going and doing that. Yeah. But mixing the like the martial arts and stuff with the wrestling is just a really cool idea. Yeah. It's something that like it's hybrid. Yeah. It's something that like Xia Li is kind of doing in WWE yeah. to a certain extent. And I, I, I like her and I, yeah. I like that dynamic to it and to see someone trained by Chima and the Dragon Gate guys Ooh. doing, bringing in more martial arts to mm-hmm. it. That's I, I mean, I am super excited about that. Yeah. So Cal uncensored uh, from a guy who grew up with the Von Erics and the Freebirds, yeah. a, absolute solid one of the best three-man teams ever and they just that's if i was booking it i'm like yeah i think i'm gonna put you guys out first yeah not because you should be an undercard player i don't think this is that kind of company no i i'm being very positive on the front end like this is not going to be that company every match is going to matter so putting those guys out there they're just pros they're they're just some of the best ever and they're going to deliver they're infinitely recognizable everyone knows who these guys are the match is guaranteed to be like high energy from bell to bell like super high you're going to get the crowd pumped but it's going to be not too long to where you tire anyone out so it's i think it's the great it's a great opening match for sure i'm i'm putting christopher daniels as probably the second most important signee of the entire company, yeah, sure. I, I, third actually. Yeah. I, I honestly, I'm I'm on the Jericho bandwagon still. Yeah. 
Uh, Jericho is the second biggest signing they could have yeah. done. But Daniels being a wrestler and a coach, yeah, woo. Because they say that like uh, even Jr. like kind of spilled the beans. He's like, the coaches are producers, but they're also you know if they can yeah. go, they're going to train too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting like Daniels doing three jobs there, yeah. dude. How important is he going to be for this for company sure. down yeah. the road? Yeah. And long after he hangs up his boots, he's still going to be able to contribute so much. I can yeah. already tell. He just seems. I feel like, like he's going to still wrestle for like 25 years or more. Fuck, he's ageless. It's like he's, Wolverine, like he ages really, really yeah. slowly. He's gonna be like Johnny Saint, but he's gonna look the same when he's yeah. seventy years old yeah. as he is now. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like I want to know. He does have the the onk like tattooed on his chest. I think that's giving him life. Like that's like the yeah, yeah. It's the, it's you know, right there in front of yeah. us, so we're not giving it any kind of right. like ooh <laughs> little theory conspiracy theory there. Uh, yeah. yeah. You want to go to Deep Ellum this weekend and get some, uh, get some <laughs> right, tattoos? Yeah. I feel like you have to enter some sort of weird like deal with some like demigod or something. That, that, that's know, fine. That's fine. I don't. Yeah. I don't give a shit where my soul goes when I die. <laughs> I I don't I don't act within my soul post death. Apparently, right. I've yet to meet someone who has. Right. Oh, next match up on the card was the women's match or the first women's match. I got a little annoyed about them continuing to say this is the first blank blank match ever in aew they did it all night. oh did they really yeah <laughs> first triple threat women's match yeah well, they, had, they a... had to start qualifying it as they went oh along my, oh my god but uh it was kylie ray versus nyla rose versus dr Britt baker and i'm gonna cut in here mm-hmm. I, you know and i know you saw this as well you knew how they were going to manipulate the crowd here yeah Brandy Rhodes comes out, yeah. and she's in gear. We had seen her earlier in the night when the pre-show, when they got cut off, actually. But And I didn't even realize yeah. that she was wearing gear. Yeah. I didn't even, my well, she, mind she didn't She wasn't go, at the she, beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was she not? Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So that's, that's why it was a All big right. deal. Okay. That, well, that's why my brain did what it did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she comes out, and then I was like, because especially, I keep referencing the road to double or nothing, yeah. but it's very important in the sense of, they, it's what lucha underground probably should have been there's mm-hmm. re- reality in there and it's filmed very well but you can tell they're doing storylines yeah. too uh even with jericho showing up at cody's office to give him shit sure like you know that's not real yeah well, i love the way they handled it because it looks so good yeah. so one one segment they had brandy calling all the different women on the speaker video phone within like five minutes apart from each other mm. and uh I think she was hanging out with one of them in real life. She's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're actually my favorite of these three, <laughs> and I, I know you got this. I know you're going to win the match. Like, oh, that means a lot coming from you. And she goes, excuse me, I had to go make a call. <laughs> then, of course, she calls the other two. Sure. Says the exact same thing. Yeah. So the fact that she's coming out, and now it appears that she's going to insert herself in the match, mm-hmm. I was like, you're like, ah, of course she is, because, you know, we know that a leopard can't change their spots and all yeah. this other stuff. And this is where Joey had his first nuclear pop of the night. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Take it away. So Brandy comes out, and we feel like she's going to insert herself into this match to make it a fatal four-way instead of a triple threat. And she is making it a fatal four-way, but she wants to make the match awesome, is the word that she said. And then when she said that, yeah. and then the music hit, because obviously that means someone else is now coming yeah. out, I immediately knew yeah. who it was. Yeah. And the buzz in the room was just insane. Yeah. And I don't know if I probably was carrying most of it, I feel. Because <laughs> I don't think anybody in that room 
yelled louder <laughs> and stood up on my tiptoes. Right. As just like I gave every bit of my being yeah. to this moment right That's here. Cool. I was so happy yeah. to see Awesome Kong. Yeah, so of course when you see Awesome Kong walk out, that's a huge moment. That's amazing because we haven't seen her. She didn't do anything since she left WWE, did she? Or did she do any indie stuff? No. Geez. Or did she go back to Impact or whatever? Uh, I can't remember. It's yeah, been I don't, years. I don't think she has, and yeah. I think she had a couple of spots here and there. Yeah. But here's the thing, you're doing Glow and everything yeah. recently. And that's the thing is I wanted to say that's a huge deal because not only is it Awesome Kong is back and she's back in the ring, but there's that crossover to an insanely popular Netflix like yeah. crossover uh, entertainment thing. Yeah, one of our uh, really one of our better coworkers there, Sam, huge <laughs> Glow fan. Yeah, and I love that she doesn't watch wrestling. Yeah, but I feel like they're kind of helping her. Maybe yeah. maybe yeah. someday it's like yeah. you always want to try to recruit here right. and there, right? Yeah. So I said I'm going to tell you about this thing, this moment that I had on the show, and I explained to this girl. So I, I, I did the Brandy thing real briefly, and mm -hmm. I told her about that thing. I said, she said, so they do this thing. And I said, and out walks Kia Stevens, who I know is Karma or Awesome Kong, but mm -hmm. you know her as the welfare queen. And the look on her face was just like, wow, oh, my <laughs> God. So even that right yeah, there, yeah. That, that let me know. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to bring that up because yeah. it was just a fun thing that happened the other day. Uh, but yeah, and then immediately, like, Nyla Rose is pissed. Yeah. Uh, no, this is my yeah. match, and now it's becoming your match, yeah. and then uh, you know that this... Well, world... I think even Kylie Ray stopped smiling at a, uh, for a moment, <laughs> yeah. so you know, it's, you know it's a big deal. Shit's on. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you, yeah, I think I saw Nyla going, like, she held up three fingers, she was, like, yelling at the ref, like, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be triple threat, and so... Yeah. It was cool, and yeah, company. the match was good, it was, yeah, it was fun, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, no complaints right there. I, you know, you could kind of tell, and I obviously love Kong. Yeah, uh, you could tell that she she hadn't been on that much lately because she didn't really have much involvement in the last part of that match. She so didn't. Much. She got taken out. Yeah, at a certain point, her and Nyla yeah. Rose kind of canceled each other out after a certain point. Exactly. I I do definitely feel that the right person won that yeah, match. Yeah, I so. do too. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with yeah. that. So, a uh, good start to the women's division for sure. And. Uh, yeah, we'll talk more women a little later here. Yep, actually. after the next match. Mm -hmm. But the next match is a tag match. The Best Friends, Trent and uh, Chuck Taylor versus Jack Evans and Angelico. Jack Evans, the second guy that I ever saw do a 6.30 on television. Oh, yeah. Remember, you remember the first one? I do not. Jarrell Clark from TNA. Wow, okay. That yeah. was his bit. He was yeah. His nickname was Mr. 630 because okay. he was the first guy to go public with I it. I sort of remember that name, yeah. Jack Evans has the best 630 for TNA because it, it, that video, I've watched it a billion times yeah. where he does a 630 like on a pay-per-view yeah. and the look on his face because he pulled it off yeah. is priceless. <laughs> I hadn't seen Jack Evans in 100 years. I didn't know he was still wrestling. Yeah, me neither. Mm -hmm. But I gotta say, that team actually did show me something because yeah. I figured, okay, this is gonna be a showcase for the best friends yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I why love not? the best friends. I think they're great. Yeah, this is we used to do this on old, not we, but the yeah. proverbial industry sure. of pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah. They used to do this on pay per view. There's yeah. a little spotlight for this person here, yeah. and it's gonna be kind of a glorified squash. Yeah, and that's what I expected. But yeah. I didn't get that. I got a competitive tag match. Yeah, it was fun. I'm not the biggest fan of Jack Evans, if yeah. I'm being completely honest. Sure. Uh, I never have been. I do feel that he does things just because they look cool, and it doesn't necessarily help the match. Sure, he's not a well-rounded guy. Yeah. He never has been. Yeah. But I do respect what he does and what he yeah. brings, and he does what he does very well. 
So I will say that of him. It's and very diplomatic of Yeah. <laughs> so I did enjoy the match, though. Um, it wasn't my favorite match of the night because no. of the reasons I just said. But I love the best friends, and I hope that they do very well in AEW. They'll be big players in the tag division. Yeah. So right off the bat, even though I mentioned, you know, like, SCU is a three-man team, but they're interspersable, like, yeah. you know, interchangeable, what have you. Sure. Some sort of word that I'm getting right yeah, here and there. I think you got it between them. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I consider them part of the tag division. So oh, got, yeah, definitely. So you got Best Friends, yeah. Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers. See, to me, that competes with any company on the planet. No. Like, they could argue that they have the best tag division. Are the division. Lucha Brothers signed? I Well, they're doing the cooperative crossover yeah. with AAA, and they're okay. AAA guys. That's true. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, if... They're not like, yeah, they're in, but they're not, you know, they're in, but not in. Yeah, yeah. But they're going to do big things here. Yeah, I mean, I it's don't... like New Japan, Dragon Lee was the champ, and he's CMLL. He's not signed to New Japan, so yeah. I don't see them cooperating with him just to job him. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing. That's yeah. what I like about yeah. this. Uh, because, and they're just, you know, they might be my favorite team right now in the world. Yeah, right. They might be, yeah. you know. I mean, I've loved the Bucks for so long and everything, yeah. but... Man, I gotta tell. Like I said, when I first saw Pentagon Zero in person last year, mm. I instantly became a fan and yeah. had that feeling like this guy's something. Oh wow, he's got a partner. Yeah. Oh, this guy. Wow, this guy's good too. Yeah, they probably they might be the best tag team in the world. Yeah, yeah, so. they might be. And they're they're out there. They're younger than I thought they were. They're like yeah. early to mid twenties, I think. Yeah, uh, Pena is a little bit older, like twenty five or something. He, Man, they're super young. He wrestles like a 35-year-old yeah, who's been through like I, 35 tours I guess of the that's world. why I thought he was like yeah. in his mid-30s. Because yeah. he's got the paint and the mask and everything, so you can't tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're great. So and, looking forward to a lot more. And you're like, wow, these guys are so great. How come I haven't seen them on, you know, how come I haven't seen them in WWE? Yeah. They can't speak a lick of English. Uh, yeah. And that shouldn't be a bad thing. No. But... That being said, they can't speak English right. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah. it doesn't freaking matter. Right. It does not matter. Sorry, I'm skipping ahead. We here. are, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but can... the tag division's great. That's all yeah. I'm trying to say. We can talk about that match in sure, a second. Because sure, sure. we do need to get to the other women's match. The Joshi match. It was a Joshi match. Six woman tag team match. It was Hikaru Shida, Riho, and Ryo Mizunami versus Yuka Sakazaki. Imi Sakura and Aja Kong. So I had the reverse effect that I had with this women's match versus the other women's match. Mm -hmm. So I marked out immensely for Awesome Kong as a surprise. Mm -hmm. So going into this match, the only one I knew was Aja Kong. Yeah. And I probably gave her the same reaction I gave Awesome <laughs> Kong because I was just like, I never thought I'd get to see her wrestle live. Yeah. So I was huge on, and I also wanted to represent, you know, I'm like, Anybody who's not going to cheer as loud as I am, they should know yeah. how awesome she is, even though she's Aja. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that being said, man, really sold me on the entrances, which is proof of that I do still love sports entertainment at heart, yeah. in addition to pro wrestling. Because, man, those gals really sold themselves on the front end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're from the South. Uh, so, But they all won me over. They yeah. pretty much all of I, I don't remember any of them just kind of oh she's not as good as the other one is. They yeah. were all so fun to watch. Yeah, they worked. And the commentator you were talking about it is that these women don't tag with each other. They yeah. all do their own thing. And the match was a lot of like individual efforts yeah. um, between like of all six of these women, and they all brought their own kind of dynamic and their own feel to the match. 
and I did have some standouts for myself that I was like, okay, I really like these here. I think uh, Hikaru Shida Riho and Yuka Sakazaki, I like immensely now for different reasons for all of them. And I, I like the other ones as well. Like, yeah. was Emi Sakura had like the Freddie Mercury thing going on. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That was, and she did not like let that, she did the gimmick the entire time. I thought yeah. that was fun. I, I gotta love that kind of commitment. Yeah, you gotta love it. But it, I feel like Hikaru Shida is gonna be a big deal in AEW. She seemed mm-hmm. to stand out as the one that is probably gonna be like mm-hmm. competing against like the Brit Bakers and and things like that. That's so, probably why they did it. They're like, yeah. well, I mean, we're gonna book all these women anyway, so let's just maybe they'll do that a lot. Yeah. Have multiple women matches and just scout yeah. them as we go. I mean, and it's I, not a bad way to do it. Yeah. I really, really want to see Yuka Sakazaki. She was the magical girl with the like the flower looking yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I want to see her versus Kylie Ray. Oh, like, there you that go. Has to oh, yeah. man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Kylie Ray would have done well uh, yeah. in a lot of those events, yeah. I think. But. but it was really fun. It was kind of a showcase of the Joshi style and different Joshi styles because it yeah. was Aja Kong, which is like strong, yeah. strong style kind of throwback old school. And then you had like Emi Sakura who was a little bit more that she's a trainer for actually some of these women. And then like Yuka Sakazaki, who's all over the place and Riho, which was, who was kind of a rookie. She's still pretty young. Although I did look up Riho. She's been wrestling since she was like 11 or 12, maybe no, like eight or nine or something. Like it was crazy. She's like 20 something, but she's like a 12 year vet. (sighs) Wow. And then Hikaru Shida, who is more like grounded, like strong style. Sure. I I really enjoyed it. I saw you watching some uh, stardom stuff the other day. Yeah. There there was like a battle royal or some sort of weird match. And some of these girls were like 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. The youngest ones now are, they're currently like 12 years old, (laughs) but they've been there for like a year and a half or more. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wow uh and i keep referencing the post show double or nothing episode uh, on youtube yeah where they talk they it shows like kind of the cinematic version it looks very wwe network actually yeah. kenny omega has an amazing testimony of those women uh, on that episode That's so cool. in case anybody wasn't convinced kenny will convince you yeah. and he'll tell you about how he was burned out and even kind of being a fan of wrestling anymore until really he saw cool. a lot of those women that's cool so i thought that was really cool of him to do that that's so cool he didn't have to say that yeah so i've right. seen him in like i saw a match of his recently in a mixed tag in japan that he teamed with uh, this woman who's actually in stardom a lot and, uh, yeah yeah, it's good. He cool. he actually was on an early Stardom show. Like he mm. was actually in the ring for I don't I haven't seen it because it's not on the network, but because gotcha. um, they don't have all their sure, backlog sure, yeah. in yeah. it. But the women in this match, I believe they were all from the Ice Ribbon promotion, okay. which I don't think they have a streaming thing, so I, I was not familiar with any of gotcha. them. But yeah, they I think they won the crowd over. They won me over. Yeah, and there was a there was a nice respectful reaction in the crowd. Yeah. And a lot of surprise reactions, I think. Yeah, because so. they just kept going and it kept getting better as it yeah. went along. So. Yeah, yeah, they really sold it. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what they should have done with Tony Neeson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the next matchup was, I think this was probably my favorite match of the night. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard to argue against that being the best match of the night. At yeah. least the most emotional. Like, you can't deny that. I mean, that's the thing. And I want to say JR said it. If Even if you knew nothing about their history going yeah. in, if you just watched that one little pre-match part, yeah. the, little, the little vignette they did, even if you didn't see that and you just watched the match, you knew that this was something special. Yeah. You knew that 
everything it felt like everything was on the line even though this is kind of booked as a glorified exhibition you know because that was the whole that there was that was the whole storyline the road to double or nothing cody who are you gonna wrestle i don't know (laughs) like it, it started off like that and I'm sure there were talks early on that it was always going to be Dustin. Yeah. And even Dustin said on on social media mm. prior to his WWE release, talk, they asked him, what did you think of All In? He's going to say something. Yeah, He's yeah. like, "It. I don't care how it happens. I'm going to be at the next one. Yeah. And it, whether that means the, the next big show that Cody's involved yeah, I think he basically said, you know, he's going to be the next All In. But yeah. he didn't know at the time it was going to be sure. another show. Uh, so he made it. He made yeah. it there. He got out of WWE the right way, and they made this happen. And I loved the buildup uh, on Road to Double or Nothing. And mm-hmm. Cody was like, "I got to tell you, man, I can't stand the Attitude Era." He went right on the show and said oh, yeah. that. He goes, "I got to tell you," and I'm sure a lot of this probably was coming from a character standpoint because sure. I know he was a fan of the '90s. Yeah. He even said at one time he liked Nitro more. I actually kind of believed him. Yeah. But he's like, you know, they talk about it and they just romanticize this this bygone thing. And he yeah. goes, I've seen five matches this year that are better than anything in the Attitude Era. That's true. You yeah. know what? He's probably yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. It is romanticized to the yeah. point to where when you go back and watch, the, the, there's a lot of garbage. Yeah. But there's greatness in there too. So. Yeah. It's like, it's because, you know, it's because youth is good. Nostalgia yeah. and yeah. youth is good. Yeah. And that's that's what our brains tell us. Yeah. Uh, so he was basically like, you know what, I'm I'm doing this, and yeah, yeah, I'm wrestling my brother, and this is going to be really neat, and this should have happened somewhere else on a grander stage, and yep. I know that's another reason why they did it, because yep. this definitely was supposed to be a WrestleMania match. Sure. We talked about this for years, even yeah. just us. Yeah. Uh, so they did it, and it was just amazing, yep. and all I could think of was just hearing JR on the call. This I know I keep yep. going back to this, but... I just know that this was one of the matches he was born to call. Sure. And uh, it was just everything. And it was, it's one of those cases where violence can be beautiful in this art of wrestling. Yeah. It was, it was bloody. It was emotional. There were tears of blood and tears of joy and (laughs) tears of everything else. Sadness. Yeah. It was all there. Just, uh, I like the camp, the DDP cameo, even brilliant way to get Brandy out of there. Yeah. Like, she had to leave at some point. Yeah, it needed to be just the two of them. Yeah, and it was just, you know, the freaking, you don't have to be Fellini to get the reference at the beginning of Cody's entrance. Yeah. I mean, wow. Uh, yeah, I wasn't, I was like, okay, I get it. It's a bit on yeah. the nose, you don't need to do that. He even said, I realized that this was going to be a bit of a, of a to-do. Yeah. But he claims, he claims in retrospect, it's like, I said that because not obviously i don't want to be him but yeah. weirdly enough i kind of am yeah with this thing i can see that and so I he's just like feel... i'm not going to be a guy that's on the bench while doing what i'm doing backstage too he's going to be a full-time guy and yeah that, that's what he was trying to say i feel like doing that smashing the triple h throne prior to cody versus dustin was the wrong time to do it he should have done it like towards the beginning of the show or to open the show or whatever and then mm-hmm. left after they did their speech on the the pre-show. Sure. Do it then because the match wasn't about that. It, the Cody-Dustin match was not about that. And I, th- I thought it felt weird. It might have been a fun comedy thing to do. And it would have been a different context too. Yeah. But maybe like when they came out on the pre-show like you said. Yeah. And be like, what's that doing there? You know, yeah. while they were making fun of the 20,000 yeah. seats. Yeah. It could have worked there. 
but at the same time it worked i think it worked well in the live crowd yeah. like i said we can analyze it now but and in, maybe it worked in the well, moment maybe it worked well for uh, everyone else in the world just oh. for me personally i'm like eh. yeah i know i know and, and here's the thing a lot of people i overheard people saying go sit in it i heard people yelling out go, oh, really? sit, go no. take it go that's sit the wrong message and i thought well that's that's weird and yeah. then when he did i was like I'd rather have that than him sitting in it. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I well, that was yeah. my journey with mm-hmm. it. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, back to the match. Yeah. Uh, sports entertainment aside, I so there was a lot of blood, and I think <laughs> he he cut himself a bit much. I yeah. think. Oh yeah, he was dripping. Yeah, but it actually did help. I don't know that you necessarily needed that much, but it made sense metaphorically because this was a blood match. Blood brothers, they are actually blood. Yeah. And then to have Dustin's blood all over Cody and he wiped it over his own chest at one point, it's kind of a horrific image to yeah. see. Like there's blood everywhere. One brother is like pulling doing this to his other brother. Yeah. And I've read Goldust's book and everything, so mm-hmm. I know a little bit about like the history like they weren't really brothers necessarily no, growing no. up they're and, different mothers yeah. and the whole thing you know? and to come up to this and uh to by the end of the match have cody like kind of choke up and almost not be able to speak to his own yeah. brother after the thing and like we've... that was such a it was an amazing journey from the opening bell to the post-match stuff so what did you think about that? And I also mean that in the context of before they ever locked up and the yeah. bell had rung yeah. and then somebody in the crowd started that whole thing about chanting Dusty mm. and they had to take that moment. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't even necessarily thought they milked it for the crowd's sake. I honestly believe that they needed a minute yeah. when that happened because yeah. you knew that they knew that this is what this was about, yeah. even though it's about more than that now. Yeah. But they had to have that minute there before they actually had the match. Yeah. So that part wasn't planned. No. But then the 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 back half post match stuff obviously was planned. No. Did both of those work for you? Did you get yeah. equally emotional during yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I did too. But I no. was just like, wow, man. No. And you know, I, I I'm not even gonna say who won. No. <laughs> I don't want to do that because no. it's it's amazing. You should see it. And then he talked about how he had an open contract for the next big show, yeah. and he was going to wrestle the Bucks, but he doesn't have a partner. But he doesn't need a partner. Yeah, he's a brother. Yep. He's an and that's brother. when he choked up. He yeah. almost couldn't say brother. It was great. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was everything. It's yeah. that's, uh, and I say it a lot on. Uh, I don't actually, you know, I don't say it a lot on the show. It sounds like I do, maybe. But this is why I'm still a fan. Yeah, it's one of those rare things. This this match will not ever happen again and it's one of those things that something like this happens once every five ten years maybe yeah maybe there's the last thing i can think of was when cody and dustin were teaming in wwe oh. and their dad was there with them like that that night i forget exactly what it was but when it was they like won battle round it yeah. was one of those it was like a b show like that was such an incredible moment it was dusty's last yeah. uh appearance as like a physical guy yeah like he I want to say that and this is so weird how things go full circle. Yeah. I want to say he hit Dean Ambrose with a bionic elbow oh, in the he? forehead. Oh, yeah. And that was the last time he threw at anybody. Wow. So that's right right there. Yeah. That's uh, That'll be even weirder later yeah. on. And that's probably... that. I, I thought about a lot of things this last decade of WWE that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. 
you could think about some obvious things like Daniel winning the title at yeah. 30. That Rhodes Shield match is not too far from being like probably second yeah. or third, yeah. like at the very least. Yeah. I enjoyed that so much, yeah. and they'll never talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But it, I, I don't think I felt that kind of emotion. It was just perfect because the yeah. Shield were in the perfect spot of believability and yeah. healed him at that point, and the Rhodes come in and just yeah. ruin their party. It was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, it took them again to do that to me. Only this time, I put it, and I wasn't there for Flair Michaels, right? But I bet you. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I have a feeling that's what that felt like. Yeah. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 got, I just got a chill. I'm yeah. not even kidding. Just talking about it. We got two more matches to talk about. Yep. I The fact that two matches followed this. Right. And didn't suck. And, <laughs> didn't, and they, they yeah. weren't letdowns. Yeah. Because they were super different too. Super different. You know, I, I, I felt... I felt more bad for the actual main event, right? Having because I felt that was really was, the one that was following yeah. the Rhodes match, yeah. Because you knew what you were going to get in the tag title match, yeah. But I don't think you necessarily knew what you were going to get in the uh, Jericho Omega match so mm-hmm. much, especially that it's been so far removed from their first match, yeah. And you didn't really know what to expect, so I felt like it had more going against it because of that fact. Mm, okay, just because of what it was going to be, yeah. You know. That that's my theory at least. Sure. Bucks and Luchas delivered, probably over delivered. Yeah. Honestly, I think they actually did over deliver. There was there was a lot of stuff going on in there. It was it was super fun. It was all over the place. The ten count tag thing did not matter <laughs> did not in matter. the least. I the saw right, the correct corner didn't matter in this <laughs> match. Yeah, they they kind of screwed that up. Yeah. I saw like six moves I've never seen before yeah. in that match, so I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's really. I can't really elaborate on this match much. When, it was a Young Bucks Lucha Brothers match. Yeah. <laughs> when Ray Phoenix had, I think it was Matt on the top of the turnbuckle, was holding his hand, and Nick was on the ropes, and and Ray was just like jumping back. I don't even know what he did now. I can't describe it. He was jumping back and forth and attacking Nick while holding on to Matt. Yeah. It was insane. Like, I, And they kept doing stuff like that through the entire match. It was... It was crazy. It was where, all over the place. That's where I told you, watching live the Rhodes match, I could hear JR's voice in my head yeah. trying to figure out what he's calling. Yeah. In this match, all I could hear was Colt Cabana going, that's not a real move. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's we went, we jumped a different yeah. uh, chasm here yeah. from match to match. So, But I'm just, I'm in wrestling heaven at this point. Yeah, it was super fun. I would like for the commentators to decide if they want to call the AAA titles whenever they come over if they want to say it in Spanish or they want to say it in English. Because mm. they need to pick one because they, they half, didn't, half the time they were saying the triple A titles <laughs> and it 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 was like nails on a chalkboard. Like, <laughs> if you don't speak Spanish and you're not speaking Spanish all the time, just call it triple A. It's triple A. It's triple yeah. A. Like, it's in, the, it's in the thing. Don't say triple A just yeah. to sound like you are cool or whatever. It. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't I, know why that bugged me, but it did. I'm sorry. I only have the one word that I feel like I can pull off. Yeah. And I've done it before, but I'll say it again. All right. Mediachi. <laughs> Very good. That's it. Yeah. That's I don't know I what else to say about the, yeah. the tag match. It was, it was a, super fun. Super fun. It's, it might be the best tag match of the year so far. Yeah, maybe. If I had I mean, to just... I don't know. Those Undisputed Era matches. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. They're the only ones that are competing with those Because it was definitely like a free-for-all kind of match sure. and, and it, it could, felt like it was like you know i had to think maybe it's because it's triple a rules 
Tag's a little lax in AAA. You know this. Well, in the... Like the... Stop pointing at me. In the... AAA sanctioned title match. Well, yeah. Lucha rules, like, there's no tags. But there were tags in this match. So it wasn't a... It wasn't a Lucha rules match. They do tag at AAA, but it's still, once again, it's loose. When you get out of the ring, the other guy on your team can get in the ring. Those are the rules. All right, all right. I, that's, I'm just theorizing here. Yeah, right? yeah. I only point because I'm like, ooh, ooh. You know, that <laughs> that's know. me. You know me. The main event, of course, was Jericho versus Omega. Alpha versus Omega 2. It was really good. I was surprised with it. I didn't expect it to go necessarily the way that it went, but yeah. that's not a bad thing. Yes. I was. I would have been happy either way. I was leaning in the direction of the winner, let's just say. All right. I was leaning the other way. Ah, nice. I think the... and We're going to do our best not to spoil it. I like this. Let's go back and forth. I believe that that was the right decision to make for that particular show. I think it provides the best intrigue for their weekly series. And if it continues to go in this direction, I think that it'll be good television and good business. And I hope that I'm right about that. It could be. I, the chase is something that has to be... When you're planning for a weekly television series, it's different than when you just have a single show. Mm -hmm. So I think the chase is something that has to be planned for and that was... In that regard, I agree with you. Yeah. And we didn't mention this, but I'll bring it up real quick since, you know, there's not much to talk about. Omega Jericho was excellent. Yeah. Their, their Japan match was a little better. Hmm. Uh, probably, actually, probably a lot better. But it didn't matter. Yeah. The fact that I was seeing it and we got to see yeah. it again, at least again in a lifetime, yeah. is pretty great. So on yeah. that principle, it yeah. works. Yeah. I think even more so than the throne smashing, the biggest middle finger to WWE was Bret Hart putting over their new title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I loved that. The yeah. segment wasn't great, yeah. but the fact that Bret Hart was the guy, the first guy yeah. you're going to see holding that title, I think is more of an FU than anything they did that night. Sure. So I loved it. Yeah. I was in the bathroom when they called him out. <laughs> I was like, shit! Oh, you know, really? Just like zipping yeah. up real quick, like, Bret Hart's here! Bret Hart's here! I felt, I felt like uh, was that scene in Elf or whatever. <laughs> He's like, Santa's here! Oh, yeah. I was just like, Bret Hart! And we're all, everybody in the bathroom's doing the exact same right. thing. It was the funniest. If you could have seen it, you know, penises aside, it was so funny. Because everybody's just trying to get out of there. Fuck right. washing our hands. Go! Bret Hart's here! It was, like it was... you're at the concession stand over like across the hallway and you just hear the zip 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 yeah exactly i did yeah i grabbed it i grabbed the donut and i shoved the whole thing in my mouth right. and i flipped the guy off and didn't pay for it i'm right. back in my seat uh yeah there you go there's a my rick mail tribute or actually that's a young one's tribute yes. in general uh but yeah things like that yep. you know so let's uh, yeah double nothing go go watch the replay or buy the dvd or blu-ray when it comes out and then somebody showed up at the end of the show Somebody did show up at the end of the show, and I might have referenced them earlier on when I was talking about a certain legend. You might have. So let's just leave it at that. Okay. It's, it's all over the news, we, you know, yeah. but we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. Sure. Because uh, this person will come up the next time we talk about another major show. Yes. Yeah. So match of the month, Chris. You know what? I'm feeling very benevolent, and I'm on such a, a high from talking about Double or Nothing, just talking about it. I'm going to give you full carte blanche to award the tv match of the month chris <laughs> you just don't want to do it I, that's not true <laughs> it's not true at all i think they're all good they are all good i think the one that i would watch again over and over many times would be the cassius ono versus gentleman jack gallagher from nxt uk from may 29th i think that was the tv 
match of the finger quotes for the fourth time TV match of the month. That's what I would have said too. So no harm, no foul. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Match of the month. If it wasn't obvious, super card match of the month. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Yes, I love how Cody always is announced first. Yeah. So it's Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Yes. Cody and Dustin Rhodes. So he He's... always he still gets it in there. Like, yeah. 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 Pretty great. Yeah. They gotta let that go at some point. By yeah. the way. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're gonna have to cut a check, I guess, or right, something. Yeah, yeah. I'll see. Uh, no doubt about it. Supercard match of the month. It's it's gonna be contending for the year. I for sure. At this yeah. point, I off the top of my head, I don't know what's beaten that. Just off the top of my head, it's fresh I... on the brain. So yeah. Different style wise, um, best of Super Juniors had some stuff that I'm gonna be putting up there. All right, and you gotta show me some of that stuff after this. Dominion episode. had some had at least one real good match Ooh. that was real scary. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So we that's will... the talk of the town right now. Yeah. People that don't give a shit about Japan, they're yeah. talking about that match. Yeah. We'll tease that for later. Yeah. So Dominion will come up on the next show, and Super Junior stuff to come as well. And you can find all of it on cnjradio.com, the home of the Wrestling House Show and the CNJ Radio Network of Podcasts. Go over there, find our Facebook and Twitter, and let us know what you thought. Did you watch Double or Nothing? You should, so go do it and let us know what you think about it. And we are at House Show on Twitter. Tweet me. I'm trying to tweet more. I've been so far behind, it's, I don't like tweeting about stuff that's like weeks old. So. That's all right. But I still try to get stuff up there. So yeah, do all that stuff on cnjradio.com. And listen to all the other shows as well. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. He's up on the box, waving his arms, pointing his fingers, sounding